Hello, and welcome to Waiting for Game, a podcast presented by Melee Stats. I am your host, Gimme That Weed, and I am back. It's been a long time, and uh, I'm back in the wonderful, <laughs> wonderful country of the U.S. of A. Uh, for those who've been following along, I was stuck in Stoke-on-Trent in England for about a week. Uh, <laughs> I... I been in america for such a long time my entire life and, and during this entire covid thing i managed to to not get covid ever uh and three days in england that was that was a little too much um so so uh if you want to you know see anything about our the, the debacle that was around that you can check our last episode but i am back i'm in america i'm at my my desk with my uh donald duck statue in the back so so we are ready to rock we are ready to roll we are going to have a great episode and uh, my bespeckled friend over here, newly glassed, glassed, he's, he wears glasses now. This is uh, my good friend, Edwin Budding. Edwin, I am back. I am taking the reins over. You, your uh, host duties are now co-host duties. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay, I think- pretty good. As you can tell, I have a glass of new friction uh my oh no did my internet go out this is so yeah. unfortunate can no one hear me i we're keep going man we're we're, we're having a show <laughs> we can hear you you're good uh you got new glasses is, is everything okay oh my god um okay well i i guess <laughs> swedish Swedish. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. I'm here. Luckily, my parents' house internet is <laughs> It actually was out literally like a couple days ago, so luckily uh, we, were, we were able to get it back on, so I could be on. I'm glad it's gonna be a you know it's gonna be a really sick episode. Um, you know, I, I talked about how I, I had COVID in England. Um, one of the really bad parts was that I had to stay in Stoke-on-Trent and isolate in a pretty shitty hotel room for a week. Uh, but I also missed a trip to Norway. I was supposed to go to Norway after. It was going to be super fun. Um, so I missed out on a Norwegian delight, but at least we have a Swedish delight right here. Um, so Swedish, I, I'm excited to hear about how you've been, but I think that we have, there's a question on everyone's mind. And, and it's... Um, I think it's been something that people have been thinking about, and it's only been exacerbated by by you getting top eight at Wave Dash. How are you feeling about melee right now? What's your relationship to the game? Whoa, just like that—that that feels like a really heavy question. Like, okay, do you, yeah, I can, yeah, I can. It's like so, like it's so open ended, right? I mean, we're taught in medicine to ask open ended questions, but that's just like I can ramble <laughs> for like half an hour if you if you, if you ask it like that, you know? Okay, well, let's. Uh, Maybe we'll figure it out over the course of a conversation here. Um, let's talk about Wave Dash then, because this is a tournament where this is the first time it's been been held. Um, this is by TOs who, if you know the region, if you know SoCal, you know that these reputable TOs. Um, Jerry has run a ton of stuff, Friday Night Turnip, and just a ton of stuff now. Uh, you know, you have the people who ran Pizza Time and, and all these SD events. So getting the chance to put on a big tournament, it was something that I think had a lot of eyes on. And in the sea of all these normal California attendees, we have one New Jerseyan. We've got Swedish Delight. Uh, I, I guess a more specific question is, why was Wave Dash the one that you decided to go to? 
Yeah, so funny story with that is uh, I took a vacation right after my first month, and I, I was thinking of going to a tournament around this time. It was actually going to be SmashCon, uh, but WaveDash opened up their cap and said, hey, you should come over. And I love going to the SoCal tournaments. I know the people there uh, very well. I used to go to all, all the 2GG Melee events. And although it wasn't the 2GG staff uh, itself running this tournament, uh, some people did work there. Uh, for a little bit at least and this was just like a really cool showing of you know what's the next generation of socal smash so uh and it was on the beach so like how could i say no in that regard <laughs> so uh better timing for me and my vacation and uh yeah being on the beach is so nice over there let me say um at, at least in terms of like why i wanted to go there <laughs> you know Everyone it's funny this. you have such a <laughs> Yeah, you have such a, uh, you kind of have like a nice little legacy of you going to the West Coast and doing pretty well. Of course, the Mango cha the mango Champion mm -hmm. yourself. And another long line of Swedish delight coming to the West Coast and doing pretty well. But yeah, it was, it was really exciting. Yeah, it was, it was really exciting seeing you again. Uh, I actually uh, want to ask you, like, kind of what were your expectations like heading into this event? You know, this is the first time we've, We've seen you compete on anything you know close to resembling the big stage in a while so was there a lot of pressure like how what was your goal kind of heading in yeah so for sure like it's been like a couple of years since i've been to a major tournament the last one i went to was genesis in 2019 right before quarantine happened um and at that time i felt like i was disappointed in my play i just got too hungry at the end uh especially playing all on saturday and just mm -hmm. having no meal breaks and that's really like one of the first few times uh, I felt like I could have done better just because of like physical conditions. And so I was excited for 2019 going on, like, oh man, I could do so much better because now I know it's not like my gameplay necessarily holding me back. It's just the tournament factors, which as we know from this tournament is a huge deal, uh, the external <laughs> factors. Uh, but then quarantine happened. Uh, I sucked online, but uh, it's all right. I, I was busy in med school anyway, so. Uh, I didn't have too many losses there. Um, had fun playing unranked. And then this last year, I was able to go to, now that things are slightly opening up more, um, with COVID, I don't know, being weird, I guess. <laughs> and our response to COVID being weird. Uh, yeah, weird, I was able to go to uh... some locals. Uh, I still was able to win those when I played uh, Sheik. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like my expectations, it was really hard to gauge, especially since... Hmm. Is that my? <laughs> what is, what is all that? Oh, we are back. Oh, you oh, you, you said the word expectations. That's our expectations alarm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, but yeah, no, go go on because I think that there was. Hey, you talk about how you're confused by your expectations. Yeah, yeah. I I think that that everyone else was because all we had to go off of was basically these like two or three stage select locals or whatever exactly it was. and those times i dropped like my first few sets to people in a while uh, i still won the tournaments but i gotta say i was playing on a goom wave and uh i i didn't put in too much effort into goom wave modifications that was a problem mm -hmm. because as you we all know now they require a ton of upkeep and uh, making sure they continue to work. I would basically use a goom wave until like it couldn't move left or right anymore, and I would just be like, "Well, I, I don't have a tri wing myself. I could get one. <laughs> I could get potentiometers, but it really took like a while um, 
<laughs> until like Hoborg would have time to fix it up. Yes, or yeah. Keystone Light would be able to fix it up for me. And it would only be like, I would be able to play in general for like only a little bit at a time because my Gloomwave would fuck up and that's my only controller I would be using. So luckily I got a Hoborg controller for a FOB this last week. Um, literally like two days before. I started practicing on that a little bit, just like a few minutes a day. And that really is all I could do at this point uh, with the new controller like that. It's just like, you know, I practice like the basic, like, you know, Uncle Punch stuff, go ledge dash. And mm -hmm. like playing games wasn't even as important as just doing those things. So, yeah, it, it worked out really well. You know, just having a good, consistent controller, you have your mind sharp. And uh, you don't let the physical factors get to you as much as other people, and then you can do well. So um, I didn't have any expectations really going in, um, except I thought I would do better against Mango. That's the only thing I, I was thinking. Um, yeah, if anything, uh, I felt like it was fine for me. And uh, I was really happy to make top eight for sure, especially since I didn't even make top eight at Genesis or things like that and be in that uh, spotlight for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think you're kind of burying the lead. You uh, you came back after, how, you know, whatever. How long is that? That's fucking um, over two and a half years yeah. at this point. And you got top eight at your first thing back. I think you're kind of burying the lead <laughs> a little bit. Um, so, I yeah, I, I guess I think one of the interesting things is what part did you find most important to finding yourself back in the groove? You know, you talked about. Uh, playing with other people you talked about practicing stuff and you talked about outside conditions but like what do you think was the thing that that let you kind of fit right back into the groove so easily yeah yeah um really to be frank it's just having a, it's so important to have a controller these days yeah, especially after like we thought everything would be solved with the goon waves um, yeah <laughs> and then it really wasn't like if i over the last couple of years just still use my old typo controllers i probably would have done better locally even or better online um even though i didn't really enter that many online tournaments uh so like yeah just having that fob and realizing like hey it's it's not the controller that's going to mess up unless it actually does as we mm -hmm. we also saw <laughs> <laughs> um and then it's like okay this is like my fault really and then i can like try to adjust like i can finally know like hey it's me that's bad it's not anything part of the game and i think having a controller like that is just so important and like yeah i had to relearn like ledge dashing for sure because goom wave i was able to like adjust it to match it perfectly and mm. Here, even I, I was doing pretty bad on the ledge, in my opinion, uh, this tournament when I used to be like known for my ledge play. So yeah, in that regards, I was actually kind of uh, disappointed that way. But uh, I sadly think that controllers are still a big deal in general. And maybe, then sec secondly, maybe bigger than they've been. Yeah, for sure, they're definitely better than they've been. And secondly, with all the tough conditions, as people know, like AC broke, power was out, it was hot, sweaty. Like, yeah, I was, like, getting arm cramps, I think, by the end of the second day. Uh, I just didn't spend that much time in the venue. I would just be mm -hmm. outside, like, in the shade and stuff and just trying to cool off. I <laughs> just, like, I realized warm-up isn't as important as just, like, you know, actually being physically able to play. And then we see, like, some people tweet, like, they felt, like, physically bad while they and they couldn't, like, hold it up. And it's just things like that that you have to take account for. I made sure to eat, like, a salad, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. That's the um, veteran that's, top player shit. That's, yeah, it's actually really important. Just like eat well, sleep well, um, 
and be ready for any like type of condition mm -hmm. uh, that really sucks. And luckily, like uh, being in healthcare, I've been in hotter situations, worn hotter gowns and stuff. And yeah, I knew that I knew that feeling where I'm like, dude, I'm suffocating right now. I had to get out of here. <laughs> so I was able to like just recognize like, yo, this this place sucks right now. Uh, let me be outside before I play and then go back in. You know, simple things like that is like really underrated. Yeah, from what I've heard, it seems like Wave Dash is really taking the mantle of like just cramped, hot SoCal venues. So uh, at least it's it's got that going for it. Yeah, um, apparently it wasn't even that bad. Chroma was there and said like, yeah, mayhem's were way worse back in the day. And yeah, uh, <laughs> I've 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 heard stories of of uh, I mean the mayhem I, I've never been, but it's like you hear about like uh i think they had a local called like final destination or something it was just like the most cramped place that you can imagine <laughs> this like really like just this box um and then of course you know we, we've got uh so this was kind of in your neck of the woods but you were uh, obviously a lot more busy we had pound this year which mm -hmm. i went to i felt was very cramped um pretty sure did have ac but with the number of people in there it was so hot and they had these like huge fans that they were like bussing in just to try to get people to cool down uh, which i i think they did that wave dash too i i definitely saw a couple giant fans yeah. when uh when there was the camera few. panned to h -box. i actually forgot about pound that's uh, actually one of the reasons i didn't go back this year um i mm. completely forgot that like i had the opportunity to actually go back and then i just remember in 2019 i believe is the one i went to and at, at the racetrack and i was like dude i just couldn't eat like the things close too early and it was so hot I was like, dude, I like if I, I mean, I probably should have went in the end just to like get rankings, but um, holy crud, it was, yeah, I just like uh, with all like life things going on, it's really hard to like find a tournament yeah. you really want to go to and like make sure that you spend your time and enjoy yourself. Like I would just go to tournaments like every month or so before and it would be hard. I would like fly Friday night, go back Sunday night to mm -hmm. go, like go back to work or do whatever obligation I had. And I was just like, man, that's, that's hard these days. <laughs> we get older. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about this on the show a lot. We've got a, a word, well, a phrase, I guess that I don't think we've used in the past couple episodes. So we've got to throw it in, but I, I like to talk about buyer's market because I think with the, the number of tournaments that we have right now, and the fact that the alternative to going to tournaments is playing slippy and it's like a fucking damn good alternative. <laughs> um, like we have a lot of melee players who are content with passing on some tournaments. If there's like something, you know, where they're like, okay, well, I don't like that. It does this. So I don't think I'll go. Um, so definitely, you know, tournaments have to kind of prove themselves mm -hmm. as like willing to, as, as worthy of being something to that people want to attend yeah. rather than just like, we've got a couple CRTs set up. Like you guys come through, just play. Yeah, uh, really exactly. And now I, I, I didn't even know if they had CRTs or not. They did, <laughs> but I didn't even know. You know, it's just uh, it, it really is a different landscape these days. And yeah, I definitely like the the concept of the buyer's market. Yeah, especially like you look at Ultimate, their their numbers are huge. So they do everything because they, really, they can't. Yeah, they literally have no alternative. But we <laughs> yeah. have such good alternatives, and they um during like at a time where it probably was well. I, I'll take probably out at a time where it was definitely unsafe. They were attending a lot of tournaments in like <laughs> June, 2021. They had like a 600 person tournament. I'm like, this isn't right. Like 
like summer 2021 people are flying internationally for stuff i'm like well this yeah. just doesn't I think, seem... I think that time was okay i don't remember the covid time uh, too bad. yeah it's like so it's I, funny because I mean, yeah i think they like rushed it, it but still well yeah. the first uh the first one that we had the first major that melee had we had some stuff beforehand but the first like major was riptide and that's in september mm. and it's just like september and june don't feel too far apart but i remember being there and i remember just like i, I whatever we don't have to get into it um, yeah yeah it was a long one, it feels like a long time ago it was like a year ago and it's, my concept at the time had world. like one month ago feels just as much as one year ago so it's weird because it feels so far away and it also feels so close like 2020 feels like it was a different life but then also feels like I was like, oh, I just did this the other day. And I'm like, wait, that was like a year or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of of like that type of stuff, let's talk about these new players. Because this was probably outside of Slippy, I guess, and outside of the Jersey locals. This is probably one of your first times to get to play all these players since they got to the top, right? Did you get any um did you get any like fun friendlies in with any any new upcomers? Oh yeah, I I think the biggest regret I have from the weekend is that I didn't like play with Jmook enough. I didn't get a picture <laughs> with him and stuff like that. You know, I saw him uh, meditating in the blazing sun. I I just like observed him. You know, it's just like wow, this guy is amazing. He like, you know, in the bathroom he like washes his hands for the perfect amount of time. Uh, it, I it's literally there's no flaw in this man. Uh, I was able to talk to him a bit. He actually said that uh, he warmed me up for Mewtwo King in a skatar in like 2015. I was wow. like, I didn't even know that. <laughs> and he remembered that. And he's like, yeah, you're a legend. And I was just like swooning over him, you know, when he said that. Uh, but I didn't get to play him, unfortunately. Uh, I was able to play Kodorin for a mm. little bit of warm up. Um, he was like, I don't know, kind of antsy. Like, he's like, damn, I had to play Jmook again. He's won like 70% of the games over the past week um he's like yeah this is not gonna end well i'm like dude this is like 10 minutes before you had to play you can't go in like this but that's the color in um and i i was able to get some good friendlies with him like uh man i wish like my set with typhoon and losers was recorded because i've done like the craziest marth combos i've ever done in my life because i would miss like my easy combos and just like followed up with like some crazy shit <laughs> and i was doing that to coder too like i i would i felt like i was like taking most of the few games that we played but then i would just like forget what to do close to the edge and then he hit me and then kill me so uh i couldn't tell if he was tilted from that that i would do so well and then do so bad or if he tilted because he had to play jmook and he wasn't looking forward to it um, well but i was able to still keep it competitive with him too so that was really good to see and apparently he's top 10 now so yeah amazing. well well i mean so we are talking about this as the rankings are getting released um but he's not been ranked yet, and there's only 10 to go. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He might not be ranked at all. I might just be uh, <laughs> overvaluing him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I won't know until it actually Yeah, him getting, him getting top eight in a few majors. It doesn't go as far as you might think. No, uh, no he's he's very good. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting to, to hear you talk about this. And I think that one thing you mentioned about this, um, like the out-of-game stuff, I think is really important because there's – all these reasons why why you can come up with like oh it was hot or it was this or you know oh this person didn't get any sleep um and it's like well that's the difference between like skill and competition and i think that that takes sometimes sometimes takes people a little bit to realize um 
did you notice so we talked about jay mook of course who's like mm-hmm. a god at this but i i'm wondering do you think that there are differences in these newer uh like top players who have been raised on slippy raised on like i mean obviously going to turn this before but like really getting good on um like basically the perfect setup that they always have and like controlled settings versus going to a tournament and you don't know if you're going to have to pay twelve dollars for chicken fingers and like yeah do you think that there's a difference between uh the new players and the old players in terms of like outside of game preparation I'm really not sure, actually, because when I look at Wave Dash and, like, who I played, I felt like I played everyone beforehand. If anything, Fiction had a new character, and that's, like, the main thing that I really did. Or Mango used Fox again. Um, And, like, if there were Slippy people, they didn't make it that far into this bracket, at least, that I I could see. So, um, and everyone else who has been, like, good, like, on Slippy has played before. So, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, yeah, I know we used to talk about that um it's like wow everyone is so good and i feel the same way like on unranked i just lose to random people a lot i'm just like how is this happening (laughs) and then i don't really see that happening in tournaments right now too much Mm -hmm. um especially at the big big majors and like i feel like people were good before who who were the slippy grinders for example like uh like bobby i mean yeah it's been playing forever um and grinding locals before and major tournaments also and he also granted we know he grinded Slippy really well mm-hmm. uh, also, but, and then he had like a really close, he got like ninth, but it was like super close in, in that set with uh, meds. So, uh, and, but he like, all, all like the up and coming people, I feel like he just like beat too. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I think he like 2-0 Geo like pretty easily. And I was like, really like amazing to see. I'm like, wow, he mm-hmm. did really well. <laughs> and I, I think Geo is like one of the examples of like one of the newer players. Um, and I think he's really good too. It's just like still, um, uh, someone like Bobby with more experience, just like it kind of just went through him. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I think that so you you mentioned you know not a ton of like slippy kids in in quotations or a lot of up and comers made their way this far. I think we're gonna get a chance to talk about this further when we talk about SmashCon because if you look at that bracket, definitely different than than what we saw at Wave Dash. I mean Wave Dash. I think it's hard to talk about a bunch of slippy kids uh, at a tournament that has Santiago at it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can't believe me and Santi were seated to play. He like literally comes uh, from Colombia after a year. Like, Why are we playing? <laughs> we, show, like, we literally don't play. Well, the one, the two people that like don't play, and, <laughs> like we're so scared to face each other in a way. Like he's faced life and death experiences in Colombia. Like how am I ever gonna face this man? <laughs> like in bracket, he's like gone through too much life you know it was that was insane to see it was super fun to get to see him play um but but let's uh let's go from one sd legend to another and i want to talk about we, we already mentioned him i want to talk about kudoran's set over hungry box because that was the first time that he took a set from him on land this was a pretty big thing you know he's had i remember being at main stage and like feeling like he could do it and then he didn't do it and then uh, Pound, I remember feeling like he could do it, being in there, being in the venue, and then he didn't do it. <laughs> but uh, this one, it, it just felt pretty different from the start. I mean, his set in winners, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, did you, how did you feel about that when, when you're watching? Was that like a shock to you? Well, or... uh, to be honest, I was warming up Mango for nice. <laughs> earlier. 
beforehand. So I didn't get to see too much of it. I just knew like in the background he was winning and it was like pretty solid. But I felt like, yeah, he was like, yeah, his preparation for that, it seemed much more different when I was preparing him for JMook, for example. It, it just seemed like he wanted it so much more against Hungry Box in that winner set than he wanted yeah. to like play JMook. Um, so I could, <laughs> based on the little interaction I had, that's like literally the only interaction I had this weekend. Um, and yeah, it's hard. Like everyone wants to beat him, uh, hungry box. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's one of the best in the game. He was number one for three years. Like, of course, like he, he's on my number, like he's my player to beat as the first number one. Um, and it's really easy to do that year. once. <laughs> it's really easy to get that there once and feel like it, especially if you haven't played him in a while and like, yeah, I trained for this. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. I felt like he had it in him that first set, but then it just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it gets hard when he plays better the second time. It, it gets really soul crushing. <laughs> like, I could feel it in the game too in uh, losers finals where mm-hmm. Hungry Boss would get like six hits in a row. I'm just like, damn, it just like I I can feel myself like crumbling too <laughs> a little bit, and that Truly happens. It, it, he yeah. he makes you feel that way. Um, just like a different beast entirely it seems um yeah he's he's funny because last year people were like ready to write him off and for good reason he he had a lot of set losses that he wouldn't normally have and then this year i like felt it before genesis i was like i think he's gonna do well this year yeah um, and I, I felt that he's too. been living up to it yeah, yeah and he, he even played ultimate this weekend hungry box and he was literally he had a like good so win through like yeah he did everything amazing uh, yeah and i'm just like you know he he knows it's hot and it's it's rough out there but he has like that's why i'm okay with hungry box being number one like uh, <laughs> even for so long it's just like he like he lives and breathes melee and it's like no matter what mm-hmm. he's gonna compete he's coming out like he, yeah he came out to this tournament too it's like like yeah. out of nowhere it's like me jay mook and hungry box came out of nowhere so that time. we're like one of the few like people who came out from outside of California. Yeah. I mean, this, this was like such a weird turn for him to go to uh, such a weird tournament for, he was going to go to fate the week before, basically uh, until he had some contractual obligations, but like, yeah, you're, you're completely right. He is for a top player. Uh, he is someone who just attends shit. And it's funny because like he was doing this, last year as well when he was like not really doing that great um so you would think that he might be a little more hesitant to to attend something because of the fact that people might upset him no he just he just goes he just yeah. wins it, it seems like he's gotten a lot better balancing the streamer uh content creator hbox versus the competitor hbox before it well looked like it was hard to like separate that well, I, I think we're in seeing game, this... in game. Okay, all right. Yeah, I... <laughs> Out of game, that's another story. But in game, it looks it looks different than it, it used to be. It looks like he's balanced the in game part much better. So, do you want to here? I'll, I'll let this is a choose your own adventure. I'll let you take reins of this. We might talk about both, but do you want to talk about J Mook's sets versus Hungry Box? Probably the closest that he's ever brought Hungry Box. Um, or do you want to talk about the chair? <laughs> uh maybe jamux versus hungry box okay yeah yeah talk I, to I, me about this because yeah. you know you you are you've gone chic you've i've seen you gone fox you of course famously went luigi um but but you've most of your sets you've played against um hbox have been with chic right yeah yeah and i've gone to game five a few times with him as well mm-hmm. and lost a ton of 
heartbreaking sets. I, I have I think everyone that I haven't beat yet has been like game five, like last stock at times. So I'm just like, God damn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was. I actually didn't expect Jmook to get that far to go to game ten or game five even for both of mm-hmm. them. It just seemed like when Hungrybox was winning, <laughs> he won really hard uh, at times, and it just seemed like he does that versus Sheik. I think the Sheik Puff matchup is actually pretty difficult for puff you like you have to play on point like i know like there's a lot of things that you can do and you get like walloped as chic and it can be like an easy three stock but that doesn't happen all the time um especially if you play the matchup and it just seemed like um i know jmook is good at that matchup he was like he said he's experienced in it especially from being from new york we have a bunch of puffs mm-hmm. especially like we have two saint of course that's like the major thing uh, but it, it it seemed like whenever Jmook, like I don't know how he won some of the games, like game one, uh, oh sorry, game two of set one, he just like made like he just took three socks in a row, for example. Yeah, I and mean, it was amazing and sick. But I was like, how how that ever happened? Um, and really, it it did show later on. It was just like, yeah, I, I don't think Hungry Box would let that happen again. Uh, it it felt like more like Hungry Box was letting things slip and trying to be a little bit too much it, it felt like hungry box was still in control most of the time especially his defensive game mm-hmm. like hungry box got so many up smashes out of shield i'm like when yeah. i was looking at it, i'm like dude i get hit by that once like <laughs> i was saying <laughs> look out for it but it, it seemed like jamie was really trying to force things and it's hard in grand finals of course but um it, it really did feel like i i felt like throughout the entire time that like hungry box is going to take it and if maybe game uh, five of set one went differently um like in the beginning <laughs> maybe we could have yeah. had a better story it, it felt like it was hungry boxes to lose but i was like so hyped for jmook the entire time because i'm like wow i feel like hungry box is in control and he's still like winning these mm-hmm. games sometimes especially the ones on dreamland even though he has hungry box has speed but still <laughs> uh you know it's hard to like it's really hard to still beat someone like hungry box even when they're playing bad that's like something that is under uh under talked about like even mm-hmm. like when for example mango was like sd'ing against jmook i still thought mango like would still win <laughs> um but yeah uh, the fact that jmook has the resolve he just has the confidence no matter what to go in like play the way he wants to it's i i I talk so much about Jmook in my like Metafy lessons now. I'm just like, this is what he does. He knows he wants to do it, and he does it like <laughs> something like that. Um, and he's just amazing at like not wavering. So uh, yeah, it was an amazing set to see in person, regardless of the outcome. But it was definitely <laughs> heartbroken at the end. Yeah, I, I, I mean, here's a maybe a hypothetical that is a little too far. Sometimes people mention this type of stuff, and I just don't believe it but but let me ask you a question do you think that it being grand finals and and jmook being in winners because of the kudoran loss um do you think that that affected anything at all like does the pressure obviously is different if this isn't like winner semis or something like that um do you think that that affected jmook at all in a negative way do, like do we see it a different outcome if this happens at a different part of bracket <sighs> Yeah, we haven't seen Jmook in winners yet. This is like the first time. So no. if anything, it like powered up Hungrybox to come from losers. But I felt like Jmook is like really good at keeping his mental game good. Again, like I saw him meditating in the blazing sun 
uh, before he <laughs> played. And I'm just like, how did you do that? Uh, you know, like I can meditate, but I'm going to do it in the corner of the room where it's the coldest. And he will goes back into a hot venue. Right. And he just said, uh, you know, I just uh, have my headphone or earbuds in and I, I do some deep breathing and I just go through it. You know, he, he doesn't care like about hard conditions and like what's supposedly bad or not. He just, he has that like amazing fortitude, you know? So I don't think him being in winners hurt him uh, like in terms of mentally, like mm-hmm. he doesn't, yeah. A lot of people like give up some sets in winners uh, because they're not able to like turn it back on. Um, they feel like they're so close, but like, uh, yeah, he did, he did. Uh, if, if it was the other way around, uh, maybe hungry box would have let him get a set and then he would hungry box would win the second set though. So <laughs> I, I think that's more of the likely possibility of it happening. Uh, I, I if mean, the, if it was flipped, we can talk about this. I think we have to talk about a very specific thing. If it didn't happen in grand finals, um, the controller switch, the, the, like they literally stop the game. Like the pause is not enabled, but that's a pause. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, we've, we've heard the things Hbox offered for Jamie to take the game. Um, no one, I don't think anyone takes that. Like, I, you, no, I would, I, I would, you, you, anyone to do it again, it should be Hbox. I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter about your reputation at that point. We would all be happy. I was like telling everyone, like, this is the one time to do it. Uh, when Hbox's controller fucked up, uh, it's just like it, such a shitty situation yeah, a because situation. you're the next big thing, yeah. like a JMook top five player. Um, Hbox. I know it's like Jamie Luke is the one person you can't ask him. It should be on the TOs. Like they have to. I, I agree. Like it's happened before. Like I had a pause against SUJ at my first summit game five, mm-hmm. and then we didn't know what to do. But SUJ was like, "Oh, just grab me." I'm like, "What?" He like forced like me to grab him, <laughs> and that was just like really awkward. And then they end up losing afterwards. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just such a shitty op- yeah. like, position to be in as a player. Um, and like your TO just has to come up and like be watching and be vigilant and just make mm-hmm. a the decision. It could be dumb, it could be whatever, but it, it just has to be made. Like the shine like things where they replay the sets. Like, yeah, it sucked, but you know it wasn't the players that did it. It was a TO that did it, and you know it didn't end up feeling as bad. Um, for I mean, like, and- I think it didn't feel as bad as for the competitors. <laughs> if it was like forced from the competitor forcing it on, you know, like I mean, yeah, um, it's tough because like it's agreed upon, right? But it's it's like that is an impossible situation to be put in to like just you you are an up and coming player. This could be your first big tournament win. This could be your first win over Hbox, and are you going to let it come from? the fact that his controller stopped working. Yeah. Um, and it's like, no, you don't want to take that. But I, I 100% agree. Now, this is a tournament um, I was not at. I know the TOs. I think that the TOs do a lot of good tournaments, a lot of good shit. Um, and I know that people, especially when they're running a tournament, can't be everywhere at once. But I agree. This is something where someone needed to have some intervention because, like, we can't let the players decide this. Yeah. It's bigger than this. Like, this is... The way I view it, so what happened was, um, you know, for for anyone who doesn't know, um, who wasn't able to watch, so we get to game ten grand finals, right? This happened in set two, I believe. No, this is set one. This is, this set, is set. Oh, yes, you're right. Man, that's depressing. So this is set one. Jmook is in winners. This will be a win if Jmook uh, takes it. Starts game five on Fountain. 
gets a bunch of hits in without getting hit. He is up 51% to zero, and HBox is on one side of the stage and uh, notices something is off and just keeps jumping and taps Mook on the shoulder or something, lets Mook know that something's going on. And uh, pause is not enabled, so the, to- the you know time keeps going, clock keeps ticking, and uh, he walks off, unplugs his controller, goes off to find a different one, plugs it back in, moves around for a little bit and then they sd and start a new game mm-hmm. and it's so it's a really weird situation here's how i'm gonna say it at best that's a pause if pause is enabled you pause there what happens when you pause it's a stock um at worst maybe something that if i were the to i wouldn't necessarily go for but i understand at worst that is stalling it is a pause it is just like leaving you know the idea of unplugging your controller and walking away is a forfeit i understand that might be a bit harsh for me but like i understand that so at best i think it's a stock loss at worst i think it's a game loss and i understand that it was offered but yeah it's just a whole shitty thing um and the most insane thing we get to get to it the most insane thing is that that is not the takeaway from this tournament when it comes to (laughs) hbugs did you were you there did you see the chair toss so i was so confused at what actually happened because i was in the corner of the stage and Mm -hmm. it looked like homie walk picked up the chair and threw it somewhere and looking at the other angle of the camera it looked like because the the stairway was basically blocked by a wall like walking up to the stage it wasn't completely open so I think he like threw it in the corner and a lot of us were just so confused at like what was actually happening because like, we just see him pop off and we're all, we're just heartbroken. You know, at that point, you don't actually it's... feel things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he did that like after after we were heartbroken. So like I didn't actually know he actually broke a chair or whatever. Uh, I just yeah. saw him like, dude, do, do, you know, he's like going through motions. And, you know, as a spectator who wanted J-Move to win, it's just like, I, if anything, I'm just like emotions aren't there it's just like silence and <laughs> dead panning of, of myself and just like uh just it was just weird to be there i'm like wait what and then i look at it afterwards and i'm like oh that was that was really weird <laughs> especially from the angles it caught but um where i was on stage and us watching i feel like we didn't really actually notice what <laughs> happened and it was really it, when it was caught on camera it was like yo this is like crazy <laughs> well yeah there's there's a funny. twitter video of it yeah. that gave a lot better angle than what was on exactly yeah you actually couldn't Insane. see him do it that much based on where you sat so um, gotcha. especially on the melee side i think if you're on the ultimate side and we're watching you could see it better um but since we were like closer to the wall of the of the stage that was hiding it then we couldn't really see it and there was like curtains and stuff you know so it was really yeah. weird to see it afterwards and then i think someone like took a piece of the chair for like uh <laughs> uh for like a souvenir so. i don't, well well yeah i mean i saw the pictures um what happened is so it was it was a folding chair and it's got the it's got the back to it so like the, the little like cushion part that just like fell off like he threw it so hard at the ground that the back of the chair just kind of uh it, it is detached itself and it's suddenly two pieces I, I heard that at the end of the day, um, the venue owners, this I think this was a, like a municipal thing. So whoever from the city was tasked with like dealing with this, um, apparently ran SoCal PM events. Like in the most insane serendipity, the person who's in charge of this and like would be the person to be mad at a chair being broken 
used to run PM, and it's just like, yeah, that sounds funny. Who cares? Oh wow! So, I mean... so like, we really scot free, but it is just like, maybe I'm 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 lame for this. It is a thing that we shouldn't do. It seems weird that this is the um, second chair throwing uh, from HBox this year, and it's just like. You know these these venues like we we need them, uh, and they are not ours. We don't own these things. Uh, so the idea of like property damage, and then like God forbid the idea of throwing a chair and it hits someone, right? Yeah. Or, or like the all this shit. It's just like what what's the line here? Because <laughs> it feels like we saw it, and we saw something that probably shouldn't be happening. I know, yeah, for Hungry Box especially, right? Uh, I. I wholeheartedly believe, like, you know, this is just chance, right? That he knows what he's doing a little bit and, like, aims things around. And it would definitely, it's still possible, right? That he's going to hurt someone. But he's hurt himself, like, way more. Like, he kicked a chair, I think, at Smash and Slash and, like, uh, broke his toe or something like that. So uh, I don't think that's not swaying me that he shouldn't be able to do any of that. I this. know. He, yeah, I'm just like, you're yeah, right it's doing, more it's more harming himself than the fact that he's harming himself is enough of a reason for him to like not do it and we should like step in to like save himself mm-hmm. if anything <laughs> but uh yeah it's still not a good look you know no um yeah i i we're, we're having fun we're joking about it i think that it'd be nice if someone told him to stop doing that yeah uh, because <laughs> you don't want it you don't want like the next time to be the the time that something yeah goes no away. i i want the funny like the people like it's like should we should put weights on the chairs i want to see him just lift up or, like no he's gonna like yeah, a weighted gonna... chair and just like lift it over and like it's gonna be 500 pounds up. he's gonna throw it into like <laughs> i know the... he's not like the weakest guy you know um i think that yeah. like it should uh, by doing that it'll just be more over the top and more ridiculous but they they announced the weighted chairs at every major, and suddenly his streams are just like workout streams. <laughs> exactly, he's, he's like deadlifting five hundred pounds just you know for the opportunity to, to yeet one of these chairs. <laughs> I know that's that's something I, I'd be waiting for. You know, I just want to see that. I just want. To... <laughs> I'm okay well, with I... all of us being super fit and jacked and stuff. You know, so I'll be I'll be great. True, we got to Yeah, maybe that's why we need the five hundred pound chairs because we yeah, got to get exactly. There. No, we have to. Oh, dude, uh, this is a side, but I know we talked about the Slippy people. I think one of the greatest players who would have been there was Mech. I actually talked to him afterward. Uh, I congratulated him with top 50. I'm like, dude, hearing about this, like, no AC and stuff at Wave Dash, <laughs> if you were here, would you still do push-ups? And he said, 100%. It will make it more difficult. <laughs> he said he was like, – that's the reason why he would do it, especially. I think he would have done amazing at this event. Like, we need more people like that, for sure. He's like the – I feel like the anomaly – of uh the slippy guys in terms of like spirit and headstrongness so he's a character he's definitely but he's been around for so long too so yeah well i mean my brother used to play him when he was in med school in chicago so really and uh that was like before mech was like mech would like lose like rounds one or two like even he's been playing for quite a while and he's really like built himself up to become like this so again like i I, he was a better in the slippy era but still like he's been training for so long which is inspiring to see you know you know one thing about we're gonna bring it back to about just how amazing joe mook is i don't know if you got to see their summit set which is actually pretty close you know shout I, out I, to, I think i saw Mac. that yeah i i mean uh, I, I know i saw that but i don't remember too much about it well it doesn't i'm not gonna talk about the set yeah uh, jay mook 
you know, he he wins it. It's pretty close, but Jay Mook wins yeah. it. Uh, Mech does his push-ups, and Jay Mook just gets down, does push-ups with him, and it's just... I Mech's whole thing is that he does not a person who's done push-ups he is doing them he started for the stream or whatever yeah so like it's cool to see him learn and do all this uh but shay mook was like destroying him i know they were, he had like the perfect form for push-ups too oh it was, it was so perfect form. this like, guy he, this i, I thought like you know, i could see mech like yeah he's like a little bit like uh i don't even know how to say like stiff in it compared to jay mook i'm like yeah i can see mech getting injured way before earlier than jay mook would like <laughs> in terms of these push-offs but yeah another amazing amazing thing about jamie that's also one of my goals uh eventually this year is to do push-ups with mech on uh on stream <laughs> well is that a is that a reveal that you're gonna go to a tournament at some point later uh, i hope <laughs> <laughs> i hope to see it as well um yeah jamie just an insane human being seems to be good at whatever he puts his mind to Let's talk about another human being who seems to be insane at whatever he puts his mind to. And I'm going to be talking about a guy who got third at a tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, Good, very good smash player. Third place. Top five player, I'd say. So maybe his third place that impressive. Um, Yes, it is. Because it is Leffingen third place at Evo in Guilty Gear Strive. I don't know if you know anything about this. Guilty Gear Strive, that's the newest uh, instance. Um, <laughs> I can't think of any words. It's the newest uh, addition, I guess. It's the newest of, Guilty uh, Gear. <laughs> it's the newest. Perfect. It is the newest Guilty Gear. This has been like their big transition into um, being kind of like a, a fighting game that I think that the masses can play. And, and nothing exemplifies this better than Evo, where it was the game with the most entrance out of every game here. But bigger than Street Fighter, bigger than Tekken, bigger than these juggernauts. Um, it's Guilty Gear Strive. And Leffen, like he's been doing with, with other fighting games, like he's doing with Dragon Ball Fighters, and like he did with Marvel vs. Capcom way back, and like he did with Ultimate, it's just been like dedicating himself while being one of the best players in Melee. Um, I think he ended up getting... He went to Combo Breaker. I want to say he got like 13th, 17th, somewhere around there. Um he went into this he got third place so we don't need to get into the aspects of this i will say this is insane uh he is he was seated 39th and, and like you know the thing is with a big game like this this is the first time that a lot of people got to play each other um so maybe the seating's not necessarily uh as accurate as like a melee major where we've seen these players play all the time um but just like the insanity of Leffen coming to this as a side game, seeded 39th, beating probably what many consider to be the best player in the world, which is Latif, and coming out in third place. Just insane. Um, so I we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but I, I felt like it needed a mention. And uh if Edwin were here right now, he's he's attending other stuff. Um but if he were here right now, we'd have <laughs> we'd have a little bit to talk about because there's always this thought in melee stats about like what if Leffen didn't do all this other shit? What if Leffen were worse at Dragon Ball Fighters? Does he become the best player in the world in 2018, 2019? Uh, if Leffen were like worse at Ultimate, you know? And and I, now we have a, a new fun question where, well, well, if Leffen, does Leffen getting third, is that good or bad for his, what it means for Melee? Uh, what do you think? Do we, do we see Leffen more? 
I know it's just uh, it's a crazy. He's a gamer. I, if anything, I think he would be. Uh, if he had to choose, he would choose Dota. He would get so much money, and he was really <laughs> good at Dota, and he follows along the scene. Um, yeah, he's one of those uh, god gamers for sure uh, on our scene, along with Void. Um, yeah, uh, Evo winner. Yeah, multiverse exactly. Evo winner. Uh, Void. <laughs> but you know, melee is just such a special game. We don't always we don't do it for the money. No. It's like we have a strange obsession with melee. So. Uh, he'll be back. He just loves that game too much, and it's just funny when he wins, like when he beats Zane with Sheik. I think he probably enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> just he can pick something up and just like uh, win after he said he would do it, or even like when he won uh, in Europe, like with the with the Frame One controllers. He just like yeah. did it because he he wanted to try it out. So um, yeah, it was it was definitely. I have no idea what's happening in Strive. To be honest, I can't follow along. I don't play other games, even though I have a fight stick that uh, I was graciously gifted uh, by Raging Cherry a couple years ago. I just haven't touched it, sorry. Uh, But, um, yeah, like, the only one I could follow is Dragon Ball. But, um, yeah, uh, people were just, like, watching it in the dive bar on Sunday night, just watching it play. I don't know why it was happening so late at night. Uh, It's, like, 9 p.m. it started, short top eight on west coast but uh yeah i think leffen just also has that you know he's been at evo before he's won an evo evo is not the same tournament as combo breaker i think higher mm-hmm. level of gameplay is played at those sorts of tournaments like combo breaker um also like i think evo is still doing two out of three things which people complain about um well this one yeah this this one's a um a faster game i think they ran three out of five for the entire event no they did they did two out of threes for a lot of it until winter well so i meant for guilty gear specifically oh uh, no I'm you're right they, they did two out of three still uh, i think he was winning he was winning like 3-0 stuff at least in top 96 but yeah what regardless um someone yeah, can, that... someone can uh, i literally don't follow strive so i have no idea what's happening someone in chat can uh there's can a lot out. it's a lot of stuff going regardless, on i think like a lot yeah. of people were just kind of watching and going i think leffen's winning like yeah, no idea. yeah i know i look at the health bar i'm like uh especially <laughs> when he was fighting latif and the ditto i'm like i i his name is there so i guess it's him <laughs> um yeah and it's like him like having the evo experience is like such a huge deal um compared to the i feel like a lot of other players who have had like these like crazy like high stakes competitions it's, it's a lot different um than a lot of other things mm-hmm. uh so I, I mean i think it's just insane because you get these players who you're right leffen is an evo champion right that that that's true you get a lot of people who um they are just like more used to this game maybe that's maybe that's wrong to say but like definitely more entrenched in the world of guilty gear more entrenched in the world of uh traditional 2d fighters uh and then you've got leffen coming in and it's so funny because this is a year if leffen wants to start attending stuff they they have a um they have a guilty gear tour that i believe started at evo so it's if like we've got more events coming throughout the year and i just see that and i go i'm like looking at uh it's like marty mcfly like looking at the picture of his family like you know disintegrating that's what i'm doing with leffen being number one at the end of the year because this really feels like his year i look at everyone and i go i favor him over zane i favor him over hbox i don't think he is necessarily that um unfavored against ibw i don't think he is not favorite against mango <laughs> like name the people and i just like this seems like his yeah. year and, and yet 
I, I bet this is going to be a year where he like just plays a bunch of strive and he'll go to a tournament and he'll probably get like fourth or something really good. Uh, but it, like, it won't be the Leffen that we normally see. And yeah, then, it's definitely I possible. I, I When you put it that way and then you listed like the things. Yeah, we'll see what, what Cody does, uh, how he handles the rest of the year. But um, I yeah. think Leffen's I mean, yeah, Again, there's like this weird obsession with this melee. So true. Um, no matter no matter what happens, like I, I think he'll be. We'll, we'll be all right. We'll still see him around, which is the, the important part. Whether how he does it, like will he go to like the world tours, the Panda Cups, things like that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's hard to like uh, do all those things. Um, but yeah, well, well, I guess yeah. I didn't really think about it that heartbreaking, like you just put it. <laughs> so. Well, we'll see. I I I truly believe that this year for Leffen could be the one uh we just need to actually see him attend stuff and one thing that he's not attending is uh smash con Let, let's talk a little bit about this so this is it's interesting this is the second biggest tournament of the year in for melee right now in terms of pure entrance believe they're at over 700 entrants uh which is second to genesis genesis obviously had a ton um i'm not even gonna count dqs because who cares but like but me like... DQing from a joke. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I didn't get the partial refund. I let them keep it, you know. Wow, that. the true hero. But, but like, it's it's cool to see Smash kind of getting all these numbers, and then you look at the top, and uh, look, there's lots of good reasons for not attending a tournament right now. COVID, I think, is a great one. Um, but like, we are seeing a lot of people who uh, the the top is just not really that strong at, at smash con so i think it's gonna be an interesting tournament because we've got um cody obviously uh if, if you've been following on twitter yeah. he's got some issues with his uh i think it's like tendons in his thumb or something yeah um so he's dqing but we've got zane we've got hbox uh lod and nun and moki and mango and and yeah. a couple other players to fill it out but it, I, I think this is a it's an interesting tournament because i don't know if this is something that i think is like um incredibly stacked i think we could see a lot of big runs here um so i don't know if you've got a chance to see the bracket yet i saw i saw a little bit i saw oh, it was so much funnier when b bath was 124th or something you know that, when that seed was happening i i haven't looked at the adjusted seeds and stuff well <laughs> it's funny you say that so so for anyone who's listening to this after it comes out um we are talking about those on wednesday night and as of right now, for an event that starts on Friday, uh, stuff's still wacky. B-Bats is not 124th seed anymore, but we still have some really weird seeds. I think Kem, Kem, who just got called one of the, he was in the top 40, right? He just got ranked on the MPGR. Mm -hmm. um, Kem's ranking on the MPGR is actually higher than his seed here. I think he's like 48th seed. So there's definitely some stuff yeah. that still uh is incorrect but but i think that's just gonna yeah you know you i'm know. always okay with seeding like weird and being underseeded as long as it gives you like different matchups and stuff mm -hmm. um and you face other people that you don't usually face but usually that doesn't happen either so that, that's like the problem <laughs> with like the the seeding too you know it's like i'm okay with intentionally underseeding people even at locals you know just mm -hmm. so that we can have different matchups from time to time but uh, it's hard to do. It's definitely not an easy job, um, and they're still it's, working on it. Yeah. So that, that's that's all right. Um, it seems like the say, seating oh. here 
we're going to see really similar matchups just like a round or two before they would happen. Yeah, which that's is important thing. too because best of fives versus best of threes. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm always fine with best of threes. Uh, you know, I'm less melee to play, the better for me because <laughs> I get tired and my hands hurt. Um, but, you know, I think a tournament with Mango is always one to watch out no matter what. Just to see. True. I mean, if he plays. I don't. I think he's dropped out of Smash Cons before. Um, and it was Zane, regardless. I, I would always watch a tournament with Zane. You know, he's just <laughs> uh, magic to watch. So, but regardless, I think, you know, you can cut out like 600 people. And if I... <laughs> Just Zane playing like in a local, I would I would still watch. I it'd be great. Um, yeah. Well, before we get to the top people, because I think it's an interesting term to talk about the top, but but maybe not as thick as as some others thick. I don't know. That's a weird word to, to use <laughs> to describe it. Uh, but have you gotten? You know, you say you've you've uh, seen whatever the bracket is right now. Who knows if that's going to change? Yeah. Do you have any like? Do you see people and go, oh, I think this person is going to make it far. Ooh, this is going to be a good tournament for this person. Do you have any of those in particular that you've, uh, you know, maybe pointed out? Yeah, I actually didn't look at this uh, newly updated uh, top 64 I'm looking at now. I was only looking at, like, literally the 64 pools and like, oh, yeah, I hope these ah. Um, I'm really looking forward to, as I see this now, I think Crudo has a really good bracket for him uh, to get far. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited to see see Crudo at least. Uh, hopefully he, he does very well. And... Yeah. Well, so that that's you know he plays KJH, uh, would play none, and then the interesting thing is after that he is supposed to play Zane. But let's look at Zane's uh, set right before, because this is someone who has not played uh, in uh, offline set in years it's probably been since 2019 and it's axe axe has scurzo which is scurzo very good player um someone who i think i would probably take axe over and then if if axe wins that we could likely see if seating doesn't change we could likely see zane versus axe for the first time in years what do you think about that yeah this has been like his his problem matchup but he's also so fucking good right now so what what do you think uh well, it depends also if Axe actually faces Pudgy Panda and Pudgy Panda actually plays. He he's always I, like half and half, and even when I, he's, I've when heard he's rumors that he's not going. Yeah, he's going, but like I don't know how serious he's gonna take it if he will play ICs or try. Like the thing is, even if Pudgy doesn't try that hard, he's still so fucking good. <laughs> I can see him still winning. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely, like, not into Melee as much as a few years ago, you know. Uh, he got, like, super fit as well, you know. He has I have saw, him. yeah, he's not pudgy anymore. He's not pudgy anymore. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I think, like, Scurzo itself is, like, a hard deal for anyone. Um, mm-hmm. And if Axe is able to get through that, then, yeah. <laughs> I think the fact that if Axe gets through Scurzo, it'll show more about how he'll do versus Zane. And if Zane can get through Lunar Dusk... Um, because, you know, I, I see this is a hard matchup for Zane. True. So, uh, yeah, if Axe can get through Scurzo, I feel like it'll set him up. Even if he, like, if he uh, faces Zane or not, like, it'll, it'll sh- that gives me good hope, regardless of Axe doing well, even if uh, they play. Um, and Zane hasn't always practicing against Pikachu, like, forever, mm-hmm. because he knows about Axe and he hasn't beaten him. I just can't believe that Axe won that one summit set. 
where he had oh, yeah. combo on FD. Where I, that was like one of the few times I don't really react to melee tournaments that much, to be honest. Like I get mm-hmm. way more hype over Dota tournaments and stuff. Um, but that was something I had never seen before, and I actually like like yelled <laughs> at my screen. It was like, <laughs> so amazing how Axe won that one set at Summit against Zane. It was the most insane thing. I th- I think that was like the highlight of that year, uh, actually. It, it was uh, awesome. It's been pretty insane to watch their last couple sets. I think uh, I'm I'm really blanking. It might be an LACS. It wasn't an online thing. They had a really close one. And you're right. It's just like it feels like Zane comes in so incredibly prepared, and it's the it's the like battle between um, one of the top players in the world who's coming in prepared versus like I don't want to you know talk about access just a matchup specialist but someone who has this matchup on lock to such an extent where it's just like the push and pull of it is also amazing and i think you bring up a good point about yeah if he can beat skurzo that's the axe that we need to see if we want to see axe beat zane um and i think right now this is you know we've been talking about rankings a little bit but right now axe is the 29th best player in the world and i a person who in the past, have maybe said that Axe is a little overrated. I think Axe is really underrated right now. Oh, I know yeah, he sure. he had his low tide city, where um, he lost to Mech. We we mentioned Mech earlier. Mech, very good player, happens to just beat people in in like in ways where I'm just like, you know what? If you if you had a loss to Mech, I'm not sure if I hold it that hard against you. It just seems like he does that. Exactly. And Mech at that tournament, didn't he get like second or something? Like he got amazing? second to, to Pipsqueak, who is not only like on one, Pipsqueak is uh, someone who I think is a top 25 player and got ranked as such. So it's like not that big of a deal for me to to see that performance from Axe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're going to maybe he's not going to be top 15 at the end of the year. Uh, but I think we're going to see Axe kind of come back because I think what people are viewing him as right now is, uh, I don't know. I think, I think they're, they're underestimating him. Edwin budding. We talked about Zane. We mentioned Zane versus Axe and your visage appears in front of me like an apparition. Um, do you have thoughts on the matchup of Zane versus Axe? Yeah, I do. I think that matchup is still terrifying for Zane. And uh, just to just to, and I would say it's as terrifying for Zane, or analogously as scary for Zane as you know the the prospect of say you know if Zane's had like moved in anywhere and like knew and thought for a moment that he had carbon monoxide uh, across the whole house and had to call the fire department to come show up. And then uh, have them tell him with an embarrassed face that there's no carbon monoxide and that there's just some dust in the fire alarms. So, you know, just to get the elephant out of the out of the way, I am alive. <laughs> my house is uh, my my spouse is safe. My dog is safe. I am safe. I'm not in danger of dying. Um, as I thought well, for a second for the last thirty that minutes. That be safe and sorry, especially yeah. my parents got a uh, carbon monoxide. It was it was bad. Oh. Jeez. Oh, I'm sorry was, to hear that. It was very confusing. Let me just say that. <laughs> but uh, everything ended yeah. up. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think Zane is in quite that level of danger of, <laughs> you know, wanting to flee for, for a second. But I think if he sees Axe's name in a bracket, we. I, oh my God. Is that, like, oh my God. I'm pretty sure it's like out of battery. Yeah. I'm like 100% sure it's out of battery. It can't be. Yeah. Okay. It's, 
it's fine. Uh, yeah, so I, I think it's a pretty terrifying chance that uh, look, they literally went across the house with like a detector. Like, there's no Edwin, you're not gonna die on this episode, right? <laughs> no, I just because we I talked that. about we talked about me getting like robbed or something, or me like falling off my chair and passing out, and like that's good to get on on like live stream fails. But I think if you die, it like like horseshoe theory happens and it's not interesting anymore it's just like sad and people don't like click on it so i i i will um for in terms of melee stats i think we're better off if you stay alive yeah so. at least open the door or something yeah you know? i, I don't think i'll door. die i i yeah this is, I the, do think this if is I your die doctor on stream, talking to you. It would get you yeah i i think if i i think if i died on stream uh the channel would get banned oh wait that's yeah. right swedish, swedish help me out here what's yeah, what just, my warning sign no, yeah, I feel like acting really confused and stuff. You need to like, go outside, and that's exactly what you need. But to you do. did have say you're confused about Axis chances versus Zane. Yeah, so you're you're no, pretty no. much on thought. No, if he like starts like actually saying like gibberish and uh, saying like, "Oh, I'm in, I don't know, the car right now," when he's here on the computer, no, then, <laughs> then that would be like, "Oh, uh, no, he doesn't I, know the I day agree. of the week." Yeah, but, but he says I agree that with he, I when, think... when he says that Hbox is gonna beat Zane, that's when it's like okay, someone <laughs> someone send over the yeah, ambulance. I, well, we you, you were talking about like what are what are Axe's potential paths, right? I think like you know I, th there was there's a stretch of time when Axe was like if you saw Axe against like a top fifteen top hundred box player, that was scary, right? Mm -hmm. But you know it it still is Axe, right? For for some reason it's like. The better or more established a fox player is, like typically, I'm sort of like weirdly, you know, less scared for Axe. Or like if he runs into a Falco, I think that's still pretty. I still think that's pretty good for him. If you know, you know, even when he was kind of slumping at the end of last year, uh, he was quite good at the Sheik matchup. Like you would think someone like Base Roll or Ben would be like consistently giving him problems. But that was actually like kind of one of his uh, mm -hmm. one of his calling cards. Like he would do quite well in that. Him versus Marth needs no introduction. As far as I'm concerned, I'm never going to count him out in that kind of matchup. I've, I've seen people talk about Zane versus Axe, like, oh, Zane's going to like 3-0 him next time they play. And I think that even if that hap even if that did happen, that's such an unreasonable expectation, right? Like, yeah. you don't just go. So I, I think he's absolutely like a very, he's a pretty interesting wild card. And just like on that note, how, like, I don't know if you guys brought this up. We have a Pikachu player that's ranked above Axe. When was a lot? Has there ever been a time in the history of Melee when Axe has been active where he's gone to a tournament and not been the highest seeded Pikachu player? And I know it. Some people are going to say, well, and, and, I, and I know this because this is my first instinct. Some people are going to say, well, Swift plays Fox also. But like, if you look at Swift's results and like where all the big wins are coming, they're coming with Pikachu. When, when was the. When was the last time the world saw has Axe ever like been ranked beneath another Pikachu player before? I don't think Edwin, so. Melee stats. We need to. We can't be asking the questions. We need to be answering the questions. Yeah, I I, I can ask that as a guest, right? Yeah, <laughs> as, as a Patreon smoke. member, I can ask like, hey, it's the, it's the it's the smoke, the the carbon monoxide. See, it's, it's making me talk crazy. <laughs> but you're right. This is this is something that not only um is this pretty insane it, it doesn't feel like a watershed moment it really just kind of feels like it's like oh huh 
I guess maybe. Like, it doesn't feel like there was ever this big t- thing where, like, no. Swift is now better than X. But, like, you look at the results, and I put um, – I actually think that they have pretty insanely – I've been saying insane so much. Maybe I have carbon monoxide. I think they have um, very close resumes in terms of, like, yeah, they agreed. both have – like a good big win and they've both got like pretty good solid wins and they've got like similar losses and and they've got all this type of stuff so i actually had them i believe like back to back or maybe separated by one or two um i had swift at 26th we're gonna be talking about this next week we got a whole mpgr episodes but 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 just to give a little bit yeah i had swift at 26 and axe and i believe 27 um so i think they're super good they're both like pretty interchangeable to me but yeah I mean, it's it's even the idea of Axe maybe not being the best Pikachu is is huge. It's something that like, it, yeah, we got to take a step back and, and talk about how crazy that is. What do you think about Swift here, though? Edwin, do you think Swift's going to make a run? I mean, like, l- l- let's think about Swift. What, what do we know about him? We know his Pikachu can take down like top 30 to 50 boxes. We know that, you know, if. If Swift sees some like an Aklo tier player in bracket or SFAT, that's good for Swift. That's like a maybe maybe he's not like favored to win, but but like that's that's a doable path for him. We know that Swift can succeed again. So we know I think both spaces are pretty good. Maybe maybe Falco a little weaker, but I, I would still say like that that's doable for him. We know Swift's got the box ready for any for any Jigglypuff players. If if we see Swift versus Hungry Box in bracket, you know, I have to think Hungry Box would still be the favorite, but like I you know that's that's by no means like a a cakewalk for him. We've seen Hungry Rocks lose to you know a fox that he's lost to before online in KGH. Is it crazy to imagine that Swift could repeat the same feat? Uh, honestly, no, I don't think it's that crazy. I don't know if it's super likely, if it's doable. Just like when you think of Swift, like down by down down the list, right? I don't want to look at projected bracket too much because like that's prone to change. But like honestly, maybe I, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not but like the only ones that like really stand out to me as like especially difficult would be like zane lod and i I think crudo would be pretty tough and i think i think polo should be tough everything else like i gotta say i i what about what about mango i think that's doable i i i think there's a a chance that swift might like hit mango with some ridiculous uh platform reaction tech chase like <laughs> like or, like combo or something in the in the middle of like a game two where he's about to go down 2-0 sure. i think a- any non-east coast player that has not played against hacks for a while mm-hmm. then i feel like just because people aren't used to box movement at all they get like too flustered about it i can see swift taking literally anyone <laughs> uh in the True. world otherwise. i mean Mm-hmm. We talk about Pikachu, box Pikachu. Do you guys, do you guys remember that summit where Swift is at, and everyone was just like, "Yeah, uh, we should like nerf SGI for boxes." And I say it in a funny voice. <laughs> Maybe I don't disagree. I don't know. I I don't know where I'm at on this one. Well, but I it play was... sheep, so it's easy. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but but like the the point of this is that his SDI, I mean the SDI for the box, and then obviously pikachu's natural ability to sdi well um was levels that you know even even x i don't think we've seen that from so i think it's going to be interesting and edwin i don't know let's maybe maybe we make a bet on mango versus swift because mango in my mind is such an easy person to count out we've done it for i don't know 
years. <laughs> like, what, I feel like the the time where we've counted out mango has been for a long time. Um, and right now it's like, hey, if you if you're a mango hater, this is your Christmas or or your uh, Thanksgiving, I guess, for a non religious holiday. Uh, Thanksgiving is an American one, though. Okay, it's, whatever. It's a good day for you. It's your birthday if you are a mango hater because this is like the time for mango that he's not doing well. He missed the top ten. He's not top ten in the world right now, according to the MPGR. And yet, what we've been seeing from him slowly but surely, I'm getting a little more confidence in. Maybe winning the tournament. I don't know if I'm that confident, but the way that he plays versus certain mashups, it really feels like before you see it happen you'd go yeah i think he's gonna lose that i think he could lose that i think pikachu's one that seems super scary he's lost us to act sometimes you see him in that he brings out falco and he is locked in he has really made acts look foolish sometimes and you know, are we going to get with that mango? Are we going to get the mango that has lost sets to Axe? I don't know, but something about that. I, I, for some reason, don't feel a lack of confidence when it comes to Axe versus. You don't, you don't feel scared. You, you, you're like, this is this is what he needs a a box Pikachu. I, I just feel like there's a like. Look, I'm not. And look, I you played before. <laughs> I do it. I just you think win before, right at Summit. Yeah, but it was really it was it was like very, very scary. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think that he has the ability to make a little bit of a run here. Um, because he's seated well, because he's a good player, you know, one of the almost top twenty five in the world. It is one of those things where like um here here's a fun here's a fun example zealot this year was not on my top 50 zealot is a player who i think is super good i was getting top 50. i was so confused <laughs> well Z- zealot got good seating because then he's a good player and then just like performed a seed at every single tournament and never got like a really good win so it is funny because like swift might be in a similar situation where he has a lot of good wins but like this tournament he might just get a good seed and perform to seed because he now is getting yeah. like a, you know a bracket that's going to be a little different. I agree. I, I am much more scared of Swift facing Lod slash Bullish more than I am. Oh yeah. yeah, I think but, that, I think that's tough. I still think the saddest sets I've ever watched in Melee were Armada Axe when Armada was destroying. Except that one time that Axe got into Game 5. That, that was nice. But... Wasn't sad to me. <laughs> well, to be fair, Swift I will go it. Fox in those, if he plays those two people, but it, that's still that's a tall order. That's true. Yeah, but look how good they are against Fox. Yeah, (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even know if that's like a better choice at that point. Well, I mean, that's a fun thing because that matchup right there, if it does happen, if Swift beats Mango and plays the winner of Lod Polish, that's a big matchup to me because honestly, this is of any tournament, this might be Lod's chance to win, right? It sounds insane to say that Lod can win a tournament because we've seen so many times where you have all these really good players and they don't win the major right lob beat the best player in the world in a set that's that's a (laughs) that helps your chances a lot (laughs) yeah and he three-o'd him you're of course talking about where he beat levin (laughs) who he's established as the best player in the world uh but like so some h boxes here right that's that's tough we've seen the online sets um 
unless Panda's watching, then there's we haven't seen any online sets. No, but we've we've seen the the sets where uh, Lod's able to do it, and we've seen the uh, in person sets where super close. Um, I still think it's going to be a tough matchup. Still not something where I, I go. Lod has a really you know decent chance at beating HBox. I think this it's still so HBox bigger, doesn't it? Like the level, like we like it, I feel like by the numbers we should take Lod's chances of like beating Harmonybox much more like seriously but just like for some reason like you see the name and bracket and like you see it like the the stakes like when they both walk up to the stage or whatever and they're both sitting across or next to each other it's just like very i still think that's very scary even though hbox like, is scary lot, like, we talked to this week yeah like, like, talked about lot, you don't want to yeah, yeah you no matter what no matter how good your chances are you don't want to do it even when hbox was doing bad i think zane was like i this is the one person i don't want to face because then you're like, oh, you're supposed to win because he's doing bad, and then he yeah. just wins. There uh, was a time I, we we talked about it here. There was a time where he was not incredibly bad, but not incredibly good yet. And it was just like it was around Genesis where he would beat players who I liked and then would lose really bad. And it's just like, well, it's not fun when he beats Polish in like a really long 3-0 but then it's also not cathartic when he gets like demolished by cody um and now we've seen a different hbox from even earlier even from like four months ago three months ago whatever at this point um we've seen a different hbox where he's more competitive and it's going to be a different thing um but even then you know if, if lod's going to win a tournament uh you know he <laughs> believe he's uh in the sim- same situation as you swedish right i yeah. believe he just graduated med school yeah and he's doing a harder residency technically <laughs> although he's like he said that he's not as busy as me um but he's on call a lot so mm-hmm. uh i think with him it's either he's gonna do amazing because again like for me for someone like santi we've just been burned out on life that melee isn't a big deal to us so we don't get like you know we don't get shook or whatever you know it's just like nothing is as bad as we're doing on a basis <laughs> Um, so I can see him either doing like amazingly well, like easy top five, uh, or he is actually burnt out and will do really poorly below his seed. So I don't think he's going to be in the middle uh, of that. He, I think I'm leaning more towards he's going to do well, especially if he has time off to come to a tournament. Uh, he'll be able to get some practice in. Uh, and as long as his controller is good, uh, me and we talked about that. All, all comes back to controllers, all doesn't it? Controllers. Oh, my God. Um but then he'll, I think he'll have a really good run. He is definitely a person that has really, really quietly become a bit of a gatekeeper. Uh, I don't know. You might not be in the same circles as, as we are, but in the nerdy melee statsy circles, the whole joke about like, who's eighth on your ballot and why is it Lod? Just like Lod becoming this person who is like definitively not uh, on the level of like Plop, Amsa, you know, Hbox, Jmook, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call that. Um, but also clearly above the level of like Kadoran, Nun, Mango, Fiction, um, because Lod's results have just been so clean and so like he just goes in, does well, gets a few wins, and then really like has respectable losses. He doesn't get upset this year at least um and he has been punching above his weight so something like this it's like yeah it's it's gonna be interesting can he keep that that situation up of of not having bad losses 
And is he able to, to keep punching above his weight? Because this is a good tournament to do it. Beat, he beat Mango already this year. He beat Zane already this year. Hbox is the one who we've seen it go super close. So, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting tournament for Lod. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I just, like, I knew Lod would do well this last year because he was in his fourth year of med school, and that's, like, notoriously <laughs> when you get power-ups. Like, my brother uh, in Chicago in his fourth year, he beat KGH in a boo, like, randomly. And um, <laughs> I, unfortunately, did not have that fourth-year power-up. Uh, I, I went straight uh, after three years. So I think, like, yeah, just every all the experiences he's had this past year, even if he's been really busy in July, um, working so much and starting his residency, I think, like, yeah, it shouldn't really, like, falter, like, all the past experiences he's had this year. He's still going to do amazing, I think. So I, I want to put my money on him doing really well uh, this tournament. Mr. Budding, what do you think? Edwin, what do you think? There's a. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch gears for for a second because. Uh, well, I guess, I guess the first thing I'd want to mention is that like, Lot is so. Uh, he's just like, it's been really incredible to follow him because I feel like he's always been like the standard for different levels of play, but they've yeah. kind of like escalated <laughs> over the years, right? So like in 2017, this this is something I always love bringing up, right? When uh when Plups Luigi made its massive run through CEO Dreamland, um, we not uh, we always just joke or he always bring up like yeah you know Plups Luigi did great versus Nintendo did great versus Drugbox Ginger all these people but like do we, do we really think it would be a top ten in the world like does Plups Luigi beat Lod probably not right like Lod solid top fifty and I was like yeah I, I think Lod beats beats uh, Plups Luigi. And then, like, later on when Lod became a top 25 player, it was like, oh, like, name someone who's ranked 20, 25 and be like, Lod, definitely. It was just, he was always the bellwether for, yeah, it's like, how good is Plups Luigi? Could he be Lod probably ranked 50 to 60, somewhere around there? And then it's like, well, if PP came back right now, he would probably do well. But can he beat Lod? At the time, Lod was like, (laughs) you know, in the 30s or top 20 or something like that. Like, it's just like whatever for whatever reason lod has like just been the weather, it. and it just keeps changing so now you now lot is, is top 10 yeah I, and, I, was... but like, I, I do want to quickly mention that there's another player that's kind of like this that's really i don't i don't think we've mentioned him yet on the on the um on the show or at least not since i joined for my uh life crisis but uh i think that i think that chudat's presence in this tournament bracket is horrifying that yeah. is a guy that could either get 129th place at this tournament or he could get like fifth and he'll just beat like two or three top 50 players make them really sad and like we're gonna look at like those players at the end of the year when they accomplish more things and we're gonna see that like 01 or 02 versus chewed at we're gonna be like what does that mean what what does a set against Trudat mean in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two? And it'll it'll be any more info. It'll be someone. It'll be like Geo. It'll be someone who's just like everyone just goes, fuck, no loss to Trudat. Just like, just like everyone's like, man, I that just like I for some reason I'm sad. <laughs> like the idea <laughs> of 
Chudat, yeah, Chudat has really not entered stuff and has. That'd be hype. I'm not gonna be sad. <laughs> it's, it's just insane. It's, yeah. I, I'm not a Chu hater. I want to be clear. Um, but Chudat has entered a few things, and everybody who he's beat has just been kind of, um, like up and coming and just like really, uh, someone who I think could do really well. And it just seems like in the most demoralizing way. Obviously, Ben, uh, Ben. The great chic player goes Luigi for uh, Icy is, and online has beaten every great Luigi with or every great Icy's with, with Luigi, um, and was starting to do so at uh, Genesis, and then Chudet pulled out the Mario, and ended up taking the set. And uh, I think another good example is at Trail Invitational Two, uh, whatever yeah. the latest Trail Invitational was, um, played a set. Chu played a set versus Wally, the uh, the New Jersey Peach player. And um we watched us in Discord. <laughs> we did. I I love Wally. I think Wally's amazing. And yet I saw Chu go chic, and I'm like, yeah, Wally is better than Chu Chic, but Wally's losing this. It's just like <laughs> I was so is that what happened? Yes, it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, I lost his fox, but he main fox before, and I was hungry and tired and bored. <laughs> it's just like it's so funny. It, it, like he will yeah he will um beat null and he will, that up, he will go like link <laughs> uh, versus null at some point or something like it'll just be like fuck dude like he beat the up-and-coming guy like we th we thought null was gonna have a breakout here and he just he beat him with link <laughs> just like something demoralizing is going it's to happen like it's just so random, like like that trail invitational performance. He beat like Chem, J Flex, and Slug there. Also, like he's just like he's like beating these players that we like many of these players we just saw get ranked, and he's just like this guy is not like grinding melee. He's not. I've run into a Sheik on unranked, and I'm I'm just gonna say it like relative to like Chudat and like where you would perceive him and like all time legacy. It's not like. It's not like good. Like, <laughs> like, I'm I'm not saying like I I'm better than Ishii. Yeah, I, think I think you're cutting yourself short. You know. I I'm you just saying like. Sloppy. I'm just saying like I cannot believe this guy is still putting up results. No, and, and he has a good bracket. It looks like well, if he can get through uh, no fluxes. Um, yeah. Which I think he's gonna go like wrong link or something against no fluxes. Yeah, he's like no oh, like. Uh, Link versus Ganondorf. Or, he, oh yeah, uh, I guess he is. A he, uh, Jigglypuff, he good puff. There's a lot of things he can do. Yeah, it it really, it really feels like this is just like, it's so funny. He doesn't enter stuff anymore. Uh, I've heard the stories, like Edwin has said, about running into Chew on unranked from multiple people, and they're like, <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> He's bad now. And Not then he goes good to tournament. He, he pulls out the dumbest character. Just because he's like, I think this could work. And it, I mean, I'm not sad. It's just like, why is this working? I'm confused. Maybe I have carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's just like, it makes no sense. This is always a story of two, isn't it? It doesn't make sense. And he's True. been doing this for years and years. 
He's just it, always going to be, dude. I remember before Genesis, the people were like, "Why is Chu so high? Like this guy doesn't enter anything." And Wheat the whole time was like, "She's going to like beat some rising player and then just like disappear for six months, and then he's gonna like I don't know what." Wheat was like, "I am so confident that Chu is going to do well this tournament, and like everyone's going to look so dope." I was like resigned got, to like, the fact too. It wasn't like I wasn't like, dude, he's gonna do. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, he's, just um, like, gonna no, he's gonna beat some people. <laughs> the Dark Gen X kept messaging me and was like sending me uh, like slippy files and being like, dude, watch how much I destroyed him when we last played. And I was like, I don't know, I think he's gonna do well, and he did. So I think it's gonna be the same thing here. I mean, he does have a, a seed that feels accurate to well right now <laughs> who knows the story of smash con cd right now he has a seed that feels accurate to what he should be and so maybe that will snap this idea of him performing weird is like the second we understand like we think we understand then it becomes different so us thinking that he's going to go some weird character and, and beat some up-and-comer maybe because we think that it means that he will just lose to no fluxes and have and place to seed who knows <laughs> um anyone else said when we mentioned a couple people we mentioned prudo we mentioned swift we mentioned axe um is there anyone else here who you are viewing it and you're like i think they're going to make a big run anyone else who fits that uh th there's uh there's about like god there's like three people i'm very there's three other people i'm really excited to see at this tournament that i i don't think we've gotten to see much of this year at like really big events i'm really excited to see lunar dusk uh, yeah, I think that's a yeah. I said like I want to yeah. see him. <laughs> yeah, I'm you excited. said if Zane can make it past Lunar Dusk, which is the the biggest compliment to Lunar Dusk that I've heard. Yeah, I'm excited to also see Rishi at this tournament. This oh, is someone yeah. that we saw kind of like enter some smaller events here and there, but not like go to anything big. I'm interested to see how his Marth stacks up against the field, or even like if he pulls out Donkey Kong whenever he needs it. Just generally, like, you know, a very perennially strong or annually strong player or whatever. And I think, uh, and I, I'm also especially excited to see Essie. I think she's done, like, really well at regionals that she's gone to in the Midwest. You know, she's, of course, the overlord of Cincinnati. Um, just, I'm really excited to see how she does here, uh, whether it's her fox or she, any of the characters. Mm. I think it's always a treat to see her competing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I mentioned it um, while you were surviving, while you were fighting for your goddamn life out there mm -hmm. in these streets. But I, I mentioned how this is a tournament where Sudbury. it's not uh, doxing. <laughs> uh, dox yourself for the patrons. Don't just do it for everyone. But but I, I mentioned how this is a um, a really tournament that's not top heavy. But has a lot of like really cool regional talent, really cool talent that I think can all make runs. So, so maybe it is kind of a fool's errand to talk about people who we think can make big runs here because I think there's so many people. You mentioned a bunch, and and you know Swedish and I we've mentioned a bunch, and I still think that like no one mentioned Webbins, no one mentioned Doctor Lobster, no one mentioned like Dark Tooth. All these people, Stango's back. I know this is exciting. They're all gonna eliminate each other. Like New Jersey's like seated to eventually face each other all like, over <laughs> again, and then I I oh. think these guys are all gonna <laughs> eliminate each other too. So I was like, I mean, I love all of them. It's just like based on the on the bracket path, it just looks like all of our buddies 
are here gonna eliminate each other and then not gonna like face the good like matchups that we want to well, see. Who knows if this is now? <laughs> who knows if it's even gonna stay like this? It's the big question of Smash Con brackets. But yeah, this is this is kind of what we talk about. What you know, Edwin and I we like gush about loving. It's we talk about like round two pools. Uh, I think that also extends into top 64 here. It's just like, yeah. I, I am, there's a chance that I might not be able to go to this. Uh, I, I like super last minute on whether or not I'm going to go. If I go, it's only going to be for a few days. Um, but if I'm there for Saturday, that is like the perfect experience. You run around to different TVs and you're like, oh, it's like Swift playing, you know, Prometheus. <laughs> you're just like, oh, I heard that that this is last stock and you're just running around it's like the best feeling in the world yeah, yeah some of that, my best memories that yeah. majors come from that yeah as, as someone who swedish you probably don't get that experience because you probably have to be playing yeah uh, i mean to say SmashCon was like i thought it was one of the worst tournaments to play in just because um when it was new it's just so big a lot of the uh, volunteers of the pools are new it was just like a mess getting around but they've stepped up their game a lot especially over the last few iterations where like everything has been a lot smoother and you could actually get those opportunities and there's just been like yeah as you said like people who are running around and getting coverage of like what's actually happening that's like the biggest deals uh a smash con that i i really enjoyed especially the last time i went and then like when espn still had people or esports oh yeah I mean, yeah, that was like the greatest part. So I guess you guys have to be the next uh, ESPN. Uh, True. We, we, yeah, well, mm-hmm. ESPN did cover us, so it's only right. Um, the yeah, greatest I mean, minds in Melee. True, the greatest, a collection of the greatest minds in Melee, indeed. Um, I, I still remember, I think it was uh, Shine 20, sorry, no, SmashCon 2017 or 2018. I still remember like watching some side stream like i don't even think it was official i just remember like watching like cyrox kgh or like red june bug or something i just remember like all these uh no i think it was red versus you didn't you play red at a smash con i played red at a smash con yeah I think, that, yeah, yeah that was a close set that was I... a close one. so yeah that was it was red versus you and I, i'm watching and i just remember this it's like not on the mainstream so good it was some insane sets yeah yeah and it was like Smash Con used to be right after Evo too, so yeah. Um, well, it, that was definitely a very hard thing to balance as well. But it was also like part of the hype too. It's like, oh, people yeah. do well at Evo. How they're gonna do? Um, we don't have that anymore. But you know, it's it's Smash Con. Well, maybe for laughing, <laughs> not for anyone else. Um, yeah, it's cool to see all these things, and I have a chance to go because those are like the best matches to see. And this is a tournament where. Maybe you don't see the depth when it comes to top eight, but but like it is a, a tournament where anything could happen yeah. in terms of like top sixteen, top thirty-two, and I, I I can't wait to catch that. But enough talking about that. Let's talk about what it comes to you know what it takes at the top. We have Zane here. We have H Box here. We've got Mango. We've got Lod. You know, None, Monkey, et cetera, et cetera. We've got a we've got a good deal of people here, and I think the big question, the question that we talk about all the time um is like what does this mean for zane right this is a this is a good tournament for zane to win and after he has been losing a few tournaments this is a good uh like chance is on he, he can do this he's not here someone who he really wants to prove it again unfortunately he's not because of that it means that uh, x 
his half could be pretty solid. But the big question is that does that sway you in in, in his favor? Do you think that he's going to end up winning? Swedish, I don't know if you got a chance to think this over, but if you had to pick yeah. someone to win, who do you pick to win SmashCon? Yeah, if I were to say like who wants and needs it the most, it would be Zane. Um, mm-hmm. at, at a lot of the reasons that you said, especially with his like recent uh, losses compared to his strong start in the season, um, and especially on his home turf, he's always done well at SmashCon. And then like second, who needs it the most is Mango, but I'm not yeah, there. Dewan is not there. I don't think he'll have a good time when we're both not there. So the one Smash Con he won, uh, I was able to warm him up. You know, I'm the warm up king. I warmed up Manga, I warmed up Naro, and they both won that Smash Con. Um, and yeah, I, I can see him again. Like maybe he just is able to do this independently, but um, <laughs> uh, I think that's like the the sleeper pick would be would be Mango if he wants to show up or not. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I I really want, and I think Zane has been putting all his all into it, especially after going on vacation and saying like I needed a break, I need to come mm-hmm. back. Um, yeah, I do think that uh, like I, I I think Zane will win. I think he's the favorite to win. I will say like if he wins this tournament, even if he won it by doing something like truly unusual, like beating Axe or something, and and like snapping that long losing streak. I will say, I think like the, the, what Zane has to gain from a tournament like this, in terms of like winning it and what it means, it's not so much like changing people's perception of what his weaknesses are, as much as like solidifying his strengths, right? Mm-hmm. So we just saw Zane come back from a trip to Australia, where one of his strengths, which we thought was defeating you know Fox players pretty reliably at the top level, has now come into question, right? So when he and Cody play another set this year. We're not like, oh, Zane's going to destroy him like we used to be in, say, last year, right? That's now a question mark for him, right? And he's got question marks in Sheik across the board. He's got a question mark in someone like Slug, right? So I think as far as, like, the attendees at this event goes, this is his chance, you know, barring a showdown with Axe, this is his chance to remind us of what he can do, right? Mm -hmm. So can Zane still just, like, beat down Hungrybox like we've seen him do the rest of the year? Uh, you know, does that change our perception of him? Maybe not, but it solidifies what he can do, right? If Zane beats Lot again, it's like, okay, he dropped that set to Summit. He dropped that set at Summit, but he can still beat Lod at, like, another tournament. If he beats Mango again, okay, seems like we, we thought he had Mango's number four. Now we know that even more, right? So these are kind of things, like, you know, it, it it's easy to take it for granted after the fact, but he still has to go prove it. Right. So I think, you know, in any measure, you know, being able to win a tournament like this, while it may not get rid of, you know, his Achilles heel or show us anything new, it can remind us of like the kind of player that we can see at his best and how and how he can perform. This is your pick. Yeah. Zane's your pick. Zane's a good pick. And I think you're right. This is not this is not like squashing any doubts. Right. No, no one suddenly is like assuaged uh, uh, like completely about the idea of Zane being number one. Cody's not here. Slug isn't here. Uh, Leffen's not here. J Mook isn't here, right? The, no the list plops not here. The list of his weak points kind of goes on and none of them are here. So, so if he wins this event, he's not suddenly, Oh, okay. Now he's the best in the world again. 
But what it is is it's solid footing, right? If he wins this event, this is this is good for him. This is kind of a case that maybe this run of, of tournament losses uh, going into the next tournament, we we could see that change, right? The next tournament where maybe Cody goes or maybe Leffen goes or something like that. Like I think um, it does help with doubt when it comes to just being able to win stuff, even if you are the number one. Well, ten, I guess you know supposed number one seed de facto number one seed um even if you are the person who's supposed to win so i i do think that'd be good for him i think he's probably the smart pick um what if i go lot we talked about it earlier lot's probably not going to be able to enter a ton more tournaments this year um lot is someone who's been super good and uh i think that if you want to craft the perfect tournament for lot to win it would be close to this Probably wouldn't have HBox, but, you know, sometimes adversity, you, you're able to shine through it. So um, do I have a real reason as to why Lod could win this? Um, somewhat. I mean, he's he's been able to take sets off of Mango. Uh, his bracket path, which would be going through Mango, going through Polish, who super good. Peach Judo, both of them are great at it. Um, Lod did win the last set, so maybe, maybe he's got the upper hand. Um, he's got a bracket path that isn't too bad and, and the idea of zane having axe um if you have someone who's a little like who is going to be tough like zane would be for lod if you have someone who's able to take them out uh beforehand even if they're might not even be on your side of the bracket it's <laughs> it's good right it's something off your mind um i also believe that lod might be on the side of uh the ibwdq so like there's a likely scenario where Lod plays Mango uh, or you know, beats Polish, beats Mango beats uh, whoever takes the spot of IBW and is suddenly in winner's finals uh, maybe he plays Zane, maybe he plays HBox, maybe he plays <laughs> maybe Null beats HBox and Axe beats Zane and Axe beats Null and it's Axe Lod winner's finals. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not but um or, or Moki, you know, HBox has Moki and Noel on his path, two people who've given him trouble. So I don't know. Is this something where I think Lod has the best chance to win? No. Do I think Lod could actually win? Yeah. But I put money on it. No, <laughs> but, but I, I, I do think that it's a more fun pick than Zane. And I honestly do think that um, as weird as it sounds, there's good reasons to believe that with his path, he could make it pretty far. Cause when I look at HBox's path, Moki and Null, those are scary. We talk so much about how scary Axe can be. And Lod's path doesn't get scary until he gets to Mango. And I don't think that's as scary as the other two. And then it doesn't really get scary until he probably has to play Zane or HBox. So I don't know. Is this Lod's chance to win? Probably one of the better chances that we get to see in a while. So I, I hope just to that. He can pull it off, and then uh, he never comes back to Melee, and then we all wonder what could be. That'd be sad, but very fun. So I, look, I will I pick Lod. Look, I, I don't think it's a, like, I, I think you explained it, right? Like I had to explain Lod. myself into it, because I had to, like, I was like, why did I pick this? And then, I love it. I think he's getting top three, if I were to Yeah, I don't bet. think it's, I think, like, especially with the Cody DQ, and I, uh, I also think that just generally, like, people talk, so I, I mentioned... Oh my god! You got... Okay, I'll be right back. Right. <laughs> Can you? Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he, he is agreeing with you, right? That's I think that's what you can yeah, he's agreeing with me. I'll yeah. take that. Well, I, mean, I think it's a great tournament for Laws, even though he 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 says it's not going to be for him. But no, that's, that's what always, people say. We always people, say. That's how we always about... we always talk about it. I think uh, Ginger's yeah. going to do well. Uh, he's probably oh my get... god, we never talked about Ginger. <laughs> no, he, he, he has a good racket path for him, especially since he's on the Cody side. Yeah, um, I can see him easily getting winner semis. Um, even yeah. if Cody was here, I think he, he was uh, able to do it as well. And then yeah, that's a good, that's a good path for him. And, and, and yeah, like none is also a question mark for which none will we'll see, right? True. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, none versus Zane. We've we've always kind of. I think people's eyes have always kind of been on Zane versus the Falcons, and it's always been on Zane's side. But it's it's still fun to see. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we'll see. This is this is definitely something where. I don't know. I, I'm in like complete honesty. This is something where maybe a little disappointing. If you just look at the entrant list, uh, especially for something that it's supposed to be one of our biggest majors of the year. Um, maybe it doesn't have the same weight that, that we might want it to have. Yeah. Um, especially when you compare it to ultimate <laughs> store. Oh, I and mean, then, God, don't even look at ultimate. And ultimate, then you, that... you see that. And then you look at melee and it's like, no, there's still going to be good matches. And the potential is there as we've, we've talked about. It's just, uh, it's hard to have it all come together for for magic do you, right do you know the most depressing thing um ultimate at SmashCon has dethroned i guess it's not a throne but it has pushed down melee at evo wow. uh, evo uh, 2016 i believe uh, as one of the biggest tournaments of uh, smash so the the largest smash tournament the largest melee tournament of all time i think is now like the fifth largest smash tournament that's crazy used to be like the fourth so so we are we are just gonna get keep getting pushed down until <laughs> yeah maybe until until ludwig throws that uh i know and i still think tournament. like yeah being in the same venue as that as well like uh it's hard for competitors to I mean, maybe it inspires other competitors to do upsets. Like, if other if that side there's upsets, then probably melee will have more upsets too. I think that's like a psychological oh. thing that happens if you watch someone. Uh, maybe if you're the higher seed and you see someone like get upset, then you're probably more likely to get upset. Maybe so, I I I, get... I think a lot of it hinges on what happens in ultimate. To be honest, because you know the external factors of being at SmashCon are huge as well. It's such a it's such an overwhelming <laughs> experience being at SmashCon. I think um it Is took it me a while to big? do well what, what, what's yeah what's the overall yeah it's just so there? big with so many people it's like it feels crowded um even though it's like not really but it, it just feels tinier than the space mm -hmm. you're in you have like there's so many people there you have all the competition it, it all gets into your head and it's, and there's nothing else to do there except smash con you're like in a hotel lot essentially in the convention center. <laughs> yeah and I, I like going to like I don't know. Was it like a McDonald's or Wendy's or Burger King? Like, <laughs> the Hooters there. What else are you gonna do? Ooh. I used to go to like the Mexican restaurant all the time. So there's there's not much to do except like think about Smash, and that can get into a lot of people's heads. So true. So yeah, I mean that's the external factors that we talked about. So that's gonna be cool to see. But yeah, I mean this is something where maybe this is not the uh, doesn't have as many top players as Genesis. Maybe it doesn't have many top players as Summit. Uh, and maybe that could be disappointing to people if you just look at the seating straight up or if you look at the attendees list. But what we've talked about this entire time, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. There are, there are. Yeah, there's going to be so good many melee. people that's here. Yeah, sure. that's that's a good part. I would I would love to go uh, if I could have. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Uh, that'll be super fun to see. 
and yeah i guess we can uh we'll just have to wait and see in that part see what comes out of that so let's let's move on we're almost at the end of the show we've got a few things here though um you are a patron so, so you a, might you might I have seen this i'm a one-year but... patron i do not even know where to go for for this so <laughs> <laughs> if you explain what these are it would help me in the future we've got so every week we've got guests or guests on and then we um we let our patrons ask questions that can you know will be used on the show um now the thing that uh, our patrons know they have oscillated back and forth between good questions and bad questions so frequently that every week i like basically say okay it's bad this week and then they will get good the next week and then i'll say oh yeah pretty good questions this week and then they'll rest on their laurels and get bad the next week now luckily we are in a good week We've got some good questions for you. Um, so I'm going to ask you some questions that were asked by uh, our patrons. And uh, feel oh, free to. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the patron content. Oh, oh yeah. And no. Leffen did lose to two people that didn't go to Evo. But the, the second place was like a Overwatch player, right? That's like way more competition than any of us have ever had. And then. And Overwatch I, player? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, to be honest. Second place, at, second place at uh, Guilty Gear Strive, I think, was a player who really hasn't whatever we don't need to get it yeah, yeah. okay let's uh... we needed someone <laughs> new strive on here all right let's explain it a more because it, it was insane it was weird <laughs> true let's yeah let's get to something we do know about so this is a question from uh question superstar ssb seal what are your feelings on 2022 being the year of chic yeah, it's great. I ever since like Spark came on and said Sheik is the best, I've like slowly transitioned <laughs> to that as well. I was like, yeah, I ended up becoming like the Sheik Dudo is my least favorite matchup because I'm like, dude, I just hate dealing with like the long limbs, the fast moves in a row. Getting, I think getting dash attacked by Sheik as like Fox is my least favorite feeling in the in the <laughs> game. Like getting dash attacked four times in a row into fair into edge guard, I, that feels worse than wobbling to me. So. Uh, I think the fact that it really is just like JMook and Plup doing their usual stuff at this point, or I guess JMook isn't usual, but yeah. um, yeah, it's just like super cool to to see everyone like have faith in the character and just like play well, play fast, play good. You know, that's all it really took is like to not do dumb things because when you that's like the bad part about Sheik is like you do a bad move and it get, it feels really bad and you get wrecked. But when you don't do anything bad, you just dominate. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, that's when you know it's a good character. It's like when you do the right things, you win. That doesn't happen with every character in the game. So, Well, let's piggyback off that one. You talked about the domination. Our next question is from Jackzilla. When does Solo Sheik win a modern major? Over or under six months? Oh, man. It's so a tough this- one. I know. So basically, this is uh, JMook at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, if Shine is a major, then JMook can win that. So uh, I don't know if it'll be considered a major, though. So yeah, I think it'll be uh, under six months then. Yeah. He's going to a few more tournaments in the year. So, um, and I, I think Pup could have done it, but he loves playing Fox. Um, and I think the last tournaments he went to, he did a lot of Fox to those. Mm-hmm. And he like, and he could do, he could have done it as solo speak, but he doesn't want to. Maybe we'll rig a bracket. So it's only like Leffen only plays Marth the entire time. <laughs> well, like just somehow he, he plays 
you know, like uh, a bunch of Marths in round one, and then his like his path to the finals is um, he plays like Logan into Ghidorian <laughs> into Zayn twice or I'll something. <laughs> we'll rig something, but but yeah, I I think you're right. I would say under myself. And then uh, let, this is our last patron question. This is not from a patron. This is from a member of Melee Stats who snuck in there. This is from Ambi. When are we going to see the Luigi again? Oh my god, <laughs> definitely like never. Luigi's like pretty <laughs> bad. <laughs> um, I I've played on unranked, so okay. And I realized like, yeah, this is this is a lot harder than I remember. It worked. It worked well when people weren't so good at diing and surviving things, you know. True. Yeah, um, I look at dude, Eddie Mexico at Smash Factor was like the greatest thing ever. He had that like one. Shame. And like kill off stage, uh, game. <laughs> I was like last stock, and <laughs> he just like side bees twice. I forgot who that was against. It was like literally, you need to have like balls like that in order to make Luigi work, and that's way too hard to do. <laughs> Only someone like Eddie can do that. Well, how about this? This isn't a patron question, but I feel like if our viewers don't get any closure on this, then they will just be like going crazy yelling at their podcast app we talked about this personally um so i think i kind of know but what what do you do you have any plans for the rest of the year when it comes to melee i yeah, think everyone's yeah. kind of thinking about this i know yeah uh, i definitely wish i could have went to um more tournaments early in the year mm-hmm. like i w- was going to go to genesis when it was the original date but then mm-hmm. the covid wave happened after hours so that was unfortunate um in california i mean not you i don't even know if you're in california or not but i don't think you I'm are. Not. i will keep I, my <laughs> i will keep my uh location a secret i know yeah i was like wait that was the wrong descriptor um <laughs> but then yeah it's just been uh hard because it's like the transition from med school to residency mm-hmm. like i can theoretically go to apex because it's 15 minutes away and it's during a vacation it's just like man who wants to go to secaucus new jersey though like, <laughs> i don't even want to go to secaucus new jersey and it's 15 minutes away from me you know, I had to explain to people, uh, shout outs to Okamid. Okamid is a London former TO, very, <laughs> very adamant about him. He's not a TO anymore. Very good Pikachu, uh, power ranked in, in the UK. Uh, keeps telling me he wants to go to Apex. I'm like, hey, man, if you're, if you're going to travel like from the UK, I think you should pick like Big House or something. Yeah, and and he, <laughs> he's like, why not Apex? And I'm like, I. I don't think you want to be in Secaucus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I I mean, it's a great transportation station. <laughs> I, I, True. I go through it on the train to New York. Uh, I've taken buses from there. I've had food around the area. It's a great, like, Pakistani place. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm thinking about Big House. That's going to be my uh, thoughts for the next two weeks. Because mm-hmm. I could go. I have, like, an elective that I don't think I work on the weekends. Um compared to like what i usually do uh so that's like a possibility and dewan is going to big house so um that's like a huge factor i think you know like after the lame after parties and wave dash then i just like need someone like dewan to to have fun at a tournament Um, it sounds it sounds tough because you had the it sounds like the after parties that weren't lame gave everyone COVID. I heard so many stories true. about how cool the goblins and it, it wasn't was. like they weren't like bad at Wave Dash. Mm-hmm. It was just like not planned. If it was planned out better, it would have been like amazing. It was just like true, nothing was yeah. ever co- nothing cohesive came up in the end. 
And then, like, I was just, like, on the beach alone. I was, like, around at night. I'm, like, dude, why aren't Smashers coming to the beach at night? This is, like, an amazing feeling and everything. And the one actually, like, messaged me that, like, dude, no one came to the beach at night? I was, like, yes. <laughs> like, you know, things like that are just, like, um, things things you want to do at a tournament that you can do. And um, that's what I, I feel like that's what uh, Mango has said, too, is, like, is this tournament has long going. So, well, so, uh, I understand I mean, now. I, I think the good news is, even if you're up in the air about some stuff, I think that the takeaway that people can uh, can go home with is that uh, we we probably are going to see you again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted to go to other things. It's just, you know, I have literally a local, uh, like a five-minute walk from me. Um, like, I think it's NJ Fight Club. And it's oh, just yeah. like on Sundays. And like, sometimes I work Sundays or like, it's my only day off of the week. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's like a well-run tournament and everything. It's just like, even though it's five minute walk from me, I don't even have to drive. I'm just like, dude, I'm so wrecked. <laughs> like, otherwise, if it was a week night, I'd rather like go go to like I'd be tired from work, but you know, it's like not a big deal to like go from work to there rather than like I go to a tournament and then I have to prepare for work the next day, like after like no rest. So it's like it was really hard this past month to go go to that. I I think it's it's gonna be it's just good to hear regardless of what happens regardless of what you go to it's good to hear that you're not out so maybe hey maybe we'll see you at one of those nj fight clubs who'll go beat up uh swooper and tommy and mott money and wally and I, maybe those. i mean <laughs> dude uh bvats gets fourth at fate and then fifth at uh like the nj local this last week i'm like it's pretty hard uh, people are not happy about the tweet that was made saying that uh he's yeah there was a tweet that was made and it was talking about how Oh, you got fourth at fate, but he might not get fourth at the Jersey local that happened today. <laughs> uh, he, it was true. It was yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. gets top thirty in the world, and he got second. <laughs> just like that's insane, dude. Uh, NJ, NJ is hard. Um, I get really surprised. Like the the stage selects I went to, I'm like, dude, I don't know how I did not lose. <laughs> like a lot of the time, uh, that's how I felt. It's it's a tough region. Um. Well, we're we're coming up on the end here. I was kind of waiting to see if Edwin came back from his uh, journey, his nightmarish hellscape journey. But um, seems like we might have to to end the ship, to end the ship, to uh, end the show without him, to, to guide the ship home without him. Um, we've got one last thing that we do here. We we have a segment where unofficially named, but everyone knows it as touching grass. This is our segment where we kind of talk about what's going on in our lives outside of Melee, considering we talk so much about Melee. I understand that you, uh, the reason why you're on the show is because you had a return to Melee, so maybe you've got a lot going on. But um, I will I will go first so you have some time to think. Um, this week I got back from, from uh, the UK. I mentioned at the top of the show. But yeah, I was stuck in uh, Stoke-on-Trent. I was isolating in a hotel room that did not have uh, air conditioning or uh, a microwave or a fridge <laughs> uh, was, was not really a great experience. And um, despite the fact that I ended isolation like a day before my original flight was supposed to leave, um, my flight was a layover. So I was supposed to go from Norway to London back home. Um, and they, uh, I was calling to be like, hey, is there any way I can just make the London part of the trip? It was a horrible experience. I was on the phone with three different people over two hours. Um, I got told 
it'll be 750 extra dollars and i was like oh that sounds like so much and then i get told okay we can change you it'll be a big fair difference and you have to show uh like that you talked to a doctor and went to a hospital it's like i don't have that i'm in a different country uh and then i finally speak with someone who says the next flight they can get me on is august 9th which was five days after i was already there for a week and uh i started i almost started to cry and they got me on an earlier flight and then i went to ticketing and they refused to ticket me because they said my upgrade shouldn't have gone through because i didn't pay for it but i made it back so is that my thing could that be my touching grass moment um if not while I was in London, I watched uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. I watched Into the Spider-Verse, and I watched Spider-Man 3. Just a random smattering of Spider-Man movies. Um, I think the Amazing Spider-Man movies are bad. It's actually so funny. They're not good. I've never seen them. But it's just like uh, the first one is if, is like if you took the first Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, and you just did the same exact thing. Um, but you wanted to like it's the uh the meme of like yeah you can copy my answers but change it so it's uh not the same uh every single change they made was so much worse it's it's so funny how it doesn't feel that different of a movie and yet every time they they do a different choice it makes it worse so if you want to see that just to like have any interest in seeing like how the butterfly effect of like how small changes can make a movie incredibly worse i would say that's a good movie to to do so and i would uh recommend that only for that uh i would not recommend getting covid in stoke-on-trent england so those would be my things for touching grass but uh but yeah i'm sure you've got a ton because you've got a lot of stuff outside of melee but yeah is there anything in particular that's been going on with you recently that you want to highlight yeah um i i just like listening to what you were talking about you know just <laughs> I, I have nothing really going on i can't do much uh i just go to i start a residency i go to work and you know you're a busy I introduce man. myself as dr blue and it just like you know the days go by over 12 hours a day and then <laughs> and then like wow the month went by oh wow now i can actually uh, take a break um so that's uh that's how it's going to be for the next couple of years and maybe even three more after that if i want to apply for a fellowship so nothing uh nothing too fancy on my side but um i gotta say like uh just like in terms of touching grass this uh, did you do anything fun i mean you touched sand you were on the beach I did touched you do sand on the beach outside of smash when you uh when you went to oceanside san diego area oh yeah i stayed a couple of days and i literally just touched sand for a couple of days <laughs> afterwards uh i'll surf next time but i was like I don't think I'm physically fit enough over there uh, to do that and to get battered by waves. So any good food, dude, uh, tacos are really good. I wish I just had more of them. And uh, I definitely got, I played a lot of doubles with uh, Baba Ganoush, Santi and Khalid. Hey, that's melee, man. That's melee. But I but... learned that uh, probably should have not played as much melee, even though it's as fun. And uh, I should have eaten more like, mexican food over there because mm -hmm. that, that was insane also their pizza sucks uh i say bowls are the best i've had so all right uh i got inspired by the beach and then you know just like wherever you are just like go outside uh i i'm enjoying my my area by the hospital it's like right by new york uh across the hudson so you know just like spend time every day just like look in the distance like see where you are and i think one of the biggest uh things i had in 
like when I first started like traveling for Smash, like 2017, I was in New York at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, at the end of my one year in New York, I was like, shoot, I should have been here more often. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah. uh, appreciate what, where you are at. And uh, it could be worse. Like, I don't even, I can't even say the town you're from. Like, if you imagine if you're stuck there, all this. <laughs> I don't say I'm from. I'm not from Stoke on Trent. You're not from there, but imagine if you were. <laughs> and then, and well, then <laughs> yeah. If you were stuck in that hotel room the entire time, and then you're like, huh. Yeah. So I uh, let me say this about the hotel. Last time we did an episode, um, I was actually on, despite the five hour time difference, because I was just like, fuck it. I what am I doing here? I'm just in a hotel. So I actually stayed up till four thirty. And then Edwin compared staying up till four thirty to when he stays up till eleven thirty to be on the show. And I'm like, it's not the same. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's not the same, man. But um, after that day, I think we did that Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, my isolation ended technically, and then I I just went out the rest of the day just to be safe. I I like st- or I stayed in the rest of the day, you know, just to like um, hit the full twenty four hours plus whatever they said. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the next day, I, I got a little chance to walk around before my train back to London. Um, Stoke, not a great place, but they did have a uh, a park there that was cool. Um, Let's go. So I got to go around. They had like a little pond that was very cute. And uh, I don't know, not too much, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I will say my first time traveling outside the U.S., uh, first time getting COVID. Well, so not, not perfect, but... Uh, I don't know. I'm willing to go to Fate Three. How about that? I, oh I'm wow! To give them Even one after more all chance. that, isn't that on the beach? That's I, that's on the beach. That's not going to be in Stoke. Hopefully, the food is better because, man, being stuck in the hotel room. I I mean, I don't want to. I'm not like this is not the worst experience that anyone could ever have. I understand that, um, but like, the food was bad. I kept ordering <laughs> shit and I was like, oh, like 4.4 stars. You order something different every time and it just come back worse. Well, it was insane. Like, I, I was like, I didn't want to order all this crappy food all the time. So I would order groceries and then it, it was just be like, man, these these clementines aren't as good as, as America clementines. <laughs> um, and it's just, yeah, it was, it was really funny where like every single thing i was disappointed in um and even the indian food i i was told to get indian food yeah every time i love indian food and every time people talk about british food they always say british food isn't that bad they've got good indian which i don't know does that count but uh i think i ordered the wrong thing because it was just like very tomato heavy and like the sauce was less of a curry and more of like a tomato sauce nah, I mean, maybe it's just the style there and i don't know i i, I can't I, say anything because like we literally have like little india or indian road near me so mm. in edison so i can't comment on any other indian food which apparently is like one of the best in the nation i don't i don't know man. i i've got yeah i've got some indian places around here i think are pretty good i i do do like it um the issue is that i i was i saw korma i love korma that's my thing i saw korma and i was like no let's go crazy and i ordered something i've never heard of so maybe it's on me maybe maybe i won't blame britain for one thing but, yeah, um, yeah like let's give them a little break let's give them one one little break but yeah um i mean you talked about how you know crazy life's been 
12 hour days, all this type of stuff. Um, but I, I just want to say, I appreciate you coming on because, yeah, uh, no, thanks for having me. Getting I was to spend, so yeah, so I mean, getting to spend two <laughs> coming up on two and a half, probably, um, hours just speaking to you with Edwin popping in. It was been, been very fun. Been glad to speak about all this type of shit and, and good to hear all of your input on it. Uh, if there's anywhere where people want to find you, where, where can they do so? Yeah. I mean, at this point I'm mainly doing just, I'm on Twitter at, uh, what is my Twitter? <laughs> I, mean, you have <laughs> I, I think your SSB underscore sweet. Yeah. Dude, it's too hard to get a new tag. Like I, I've been Swedish underscore D for a lot of other things, but dude, Twitter is so hard to get an original tag these days. Um, and then I'm on Metify. I don't even remember my Metify. It's on my Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, dude, it was. I, I love uh, seeing the Metify kids. I actually had some people there, uh, and we got to hang out and talk and stuff. Uh, it was great, and they they've been doing pretty well. So, um, I, I think the platform is actually pretty good. Still cringe advertising and vibe, <laughs> but um, I think it's like it has potential and. Did you um, start because Mewtwo King DM'd you? Uh, I think I just said he was a reference, so I'd help him out. Okay. But I was going to do it uh, when I freed up more anyway. So uh, he does He does still message me. It's like, hey, you should join Metafy. I'm like, dude, you were my reference. <laughs> I said to the guy, I've been here for like six months on Metafy already. <laughs> grind never stops and then i'm just like and he's like oh okay are, are you sure you gave me the gave the reference to me <laughs> he said said my name and stuff i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure <laughs> well, he, like talk and then gar from melee is working on it you know so like well that's sick. Like a phenomenal player human being uh tech guy so like i have faith in someone that would hire gar um and he's on it so it's it's been getting better. I think the platform is pretty good. It beats being. I was just using Google Docs before, and now we have like a player. Uh, you can save notes, all that, and I, I talk to a lot of people on there. So, good Sick. stuff. Yeah. So they can uh, one more time, just uh, just so everyone. Yeah. Make sure to follow, so yeah. they can follow you on Twitter at. SSD underscore Swedish. Uh, <laughs> and then my meta is Swedish underscore D. So. Okay. And uh, I'll eventually go back to Twitch <laughs> one day. <laughs> Too hard, man. Yeah, well, you're doing 12-hour days. It sounds difficult. I, I, uh... crazy. <laughs> well, at least right now, it was. Uh, yeah. I, I'll have easier times. I only have to do that like hard stuff like five months of the year. <laughs> oh, okay, only, only almost the... Almost, almost half the year. Okay. Well, more than half where you don't have to, so that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope to see you back on, on everything because uh, it's been a delight to have you on. It's and, and it's one of those things where you don't realize how much you miss the Swedish delight chic until you get to watch it again. I know. It's crazy. And I didn't expect to do so well, too. It was like the only games I lost were the people I lost to. I just threw out everyone else. That's insane. Well, it's just like, you know, it's uh, talent. Talent's still there. <laughs> it's not a skill issue <laughs> um yeah that was that was great to see you and, and, and hope yeah hope we can catch at something and uh for us if you want to catch us while we're live we do this uh podcast on twitch.tv slash melee stats it's going to go up on podcast apps afterwards but if you want to catch it on youtube it's going to be uh at the melee stats archive on youtube and while you're over on youtube you can go to our main channel melee stats 
That is going to be our long form content and um, twitter.com slash melee stats pod. That's where we're going to be posting a lot of things that we're going to have updates on the uh, melee stats free agent showcase. And we're going to be uh, posting daily results. And if you want to go over to meleestats.co, we're going to have wins, melee, and Monday morning Marth. And it's, is this too early to leak or tease? Meleestats.co will soon have something else other than the, those two things. Something that uh, if you're a patron, you will learn about sooner. But if uh, everyone else will learn in the next couple weeks, oh, so, but, uh, I'm glad to be a one-year patron <laughs> after losing uh, a bet. But you know, that, that's a bet I'm willing to lose over and it's over a good again. Bet. It's a good bet to lose. But uh, yeah, and and speaking of which, if you just love everything that we do and you want to support us, Patreon.com/slash Melee Stats, or if you want to lose a bet, it seems <laughs> both both good ways. Um, Swedish, I, I know that. Uh, <laughs> We, we've uh, got one short we, we weren't able to all survive this episode but it's been really good to have you on really yeah thanks really so much informative just, just great talk so i yeah, appreciate that it was nice i felt, felt cathartic after a busy <laughs> weekend you know that's good to hear um well thank you for being on i appreciate that and i appreciate the audience for watching check back in with us next week because we are going to be talking about what happened at SmashCon, and we got to go over the mpgr so we will see you then Peace.